Dorian, you're sitting, reading the book that he keeps on his belt. It's comforting. It's a very familiar read. And we kind of have a over-the-shoulder shot, and we can see illustrations on the pages, like a children's book. And then you hear a tap-tap-tap on your window. He looks up, see what's causing the noise. It's your reflection, tapping on the window glass. Dorian puts his hand through his hair, knocking off the hat, and closes the book with practice. He doesn't even need a look as he's quickly reattaching this well-worn book back to his belt and approaches his reflection. The reflection pantomimes opening the window? Dorian does. In a frankly disturbing perversion of how light and images should actually work, the still slightly transparent window reflection climbs in through the open window. And now there are two Dorians, one somewhat transparent, made of kind of golden light, and normal Dorian. What does Dorian do? Am I dreaming? We are all dreaming. Then it kind of indicates your book and says, I told you, you would never be alone. He inhales sharply at that. Um, is there something you need of me? No. The reflection pulls your desk chair out and sits on it and looks over into the bowl of children's tears and says, Nicely done. Were you responsible for what happens to Little Wolf? The reflection smirks. You must pardon our liege for having a little fun. You know young kids, they're so easily frightened, but the look on their faces is priceless. He absentmindedly nods and takes a seat at the bed, uh, kind of kicking his feet. I'm sure he doesn't blame you. For that kid's credit, he somehow knew it was me and not you. And then it lowers its head, gives you a gaze as if it was looking over the rim of glasses, except it doesn't wear glasses. I think he's a smart one. Just means being on my toes more, I guess. Doesn't have to be. He could be an ally. As long as he doesn't know everything, sure. I suppose, maybe. The reflection shrugs. I know you can't always trust children, but they certainly are the most imaginative of us. They make very useful friends. So you want me to befriend a child? It shrugs noncommittally. Just some advice. Be close to those near you. You never know when they might come in handy. Well, I'll try my best, but it's... I'm not very likable. Anyone can be likable with enough effort. And the reflection picks up the yellow book and opens it to an early page and quotes, Hark! Yonder good soldier, what is the mask you wear? I wear a mask of friendship. Those who see it are pleased by my presence. Hark, what mask does thou wear? 
I wear the mask of control. Those who see me do my bidding. And then it closes the book and sets it back down. He eyes the bowl, eyes his reflection, and says, I thought I was getting somewhere, but it seems like in one afternoon everything is undone. I definitely don't want to see Azazel's face anytime soon. Reputations can be repaired. Now is the time for the first mask. Later, the second. And then the reflection walks over to the window, which is closed now, and climbs into the glass. Masks. I can do that. He walks over to the window and is looking out at his own reflection, like his, re- I'm assuming at this point, it's, regular it's reflection. Now, yeah. yeah. And he has this deep frown and he pulls up it into a smile using his hands and says, just got to put on the right face. Alrighty, so, uh, the way I understand things is, uh, I got a letter in the mail, uh, in one of the dead drops around, uh, and, uh, it just told me to, uh, to meet with someone I hadn't seen in a while, so I, uh, popped on out of there. Uh, then I'm not really sure what happened, because I wasn't there. Alrighty, well, I think I can fill you in. We moved our location to a bit more of a secluded situation out in the jungle away from the hustle and bustle of the city and the city guards we uh kept ourselves preoccupied by going out and making a bit of an exploration into the jungle around us our resident bookworm said that they had uh, an idea of where they wanted to go they wanted to go to the highest tallest tree in the whole jungle for whatever reason, I'm still not entirely sure. They climbed up, got a stick, came back. It's a fucking yeah. stick. How did, I, don't, I don't get it. Magic, magic is weird. All right. Well, anyway, we uh, in our exploration, we came across a creature of sorts. Some sort of spawn. Uh, had a bit of a... Uh, uncanny valley effect on myself as it seemed to be comprised of the same material that is accompanying my skeleton. So, uh, that was interesting. But, uh, we got back. Had a bit of a, uh, interpersonal scuffle, I guess you could say, uh, of words. And Azazel and Dorian aren't really on, uh, friendly terms at the moment, but hopefully that'll rectify soon. We open up with a shot of a beautiful jungle clearing with a little, like, bungalow in it. And we slowly zoom in through a window to see Little Wolf sitting on his bed. He's just kind of staring at his hands. Looks kind of glum. The the sun has just risen, so it's the crack of dawn. 
and he looks like he hasn't slept much. The door opens, and uh, Azazel walks in. Uh, what are you doing? He looks up like he's surprised and says, huh? Oh, nothing. What are you, what's wrong? Nothing. Uh, and he kind of turns away and stares out the window. I'm going to walk over and, I guess, sit on the bed. Are you sure? I'm scared, man. What is scaring you? What are we doing? I mean, I I know we're with a crew and they're cool. They're really cool. But, and like, it's it's exciting and, and dangerous. But that metal thing and the, uh... He he raises his hands and does the little wizard fingers at you. That, I don't know. Okay, when you say the little wizard fingers, what does that mean? He he puts his hands up and he wiggles his fingers at you. The the universal language sign for magic. Ah. Uh. I don't know, man. Sometimes I feel like... I'm... We're... Dangerous? No, maybe that's not the right word. Mm. So, you're you're kind of worried about uh about the the magic and if you'll hurt someone. Yeah, but not just me. Like, I think I think Dorian might be a monster. And I mean, the warden is definitely a monster. And I mean, like, he's pretty cool, but still. Um, I don't, I don't know, I, at this point, we can't stay here, so we're kind of stuck with the crew for a little while longer, but you're, you're kind of right, I, Slim is something, and I don't know if I like being around it, um, and I don't know what Dorian has going on with him, um, I didn't see what you saw, I just know that he has magic. Uh, that's liable. Uh, what's the word for it? Um, his magic's more liable to hurt somebody than most anybody else I know. Little Wolf kind of shivers and says, "I I don't know. I'm just. I was thinking about it. Sooner or later, man, somebody else is gonna die. I mean, Beast, and he kind of." looks down at his feet and says, "Ah, Knowing our luck, it's probably going to be Lucinia next. I mean, anytime someone's nice to us, they just fucking die. Or get put in prison forever. Or the wardens get them, and we never hear about them again. I'm not sure we need to worry about Lucinia. I think she's more cautious than the Beast was. Um... Oh, I, I can't be, tell you for certain that everything's going to be fine. It's just, I'm not, I'm not super worried about Lucinia getting herself hurt. Yeah, I'm sure you wouldn't mind. It's not like that. I, I don't want to see anybody hurt. I'm just saying, I don't think it's worth fretting over her. I, I think she can handle herself and keep herself safe, unlike the Beast who was more willing to throw himself into danger. Didn't he save our lives? He saved... He saved... Slim and the Rambler. 
I don't know what he sees in those two, but that's, he gave his life for them. He could have left with us. Like I said, I think Lucinia won't put herself in danger like that. Little Wolf lets out a long sigh and says, you're probably right. I don't know. What's really been scaring me is every time I try to, you know, do something cool, use my whatever I have, it always looks like it's gonna hurt someone. Like, it's either fire or, or lightning or throwing things. I feel like I'm a, I'm a bomb with a lit fuse. You just... You... You just... <laughs> Uh, you just have to learn to control it, right? He gives a wry smile and says, Easier said than done, brother. Uh, it just takes con- er, concentration and, um, control. One thing that you could probably work on is just, you know, uh, how do I... Let's see. If you just folk here, hold up, hold out your hand. Uh, he does so. Just kind of focus on. Um, yesterday you made what was it? Lightning. Yeah. Try doing that again, but like stay calm. Don't like. Don't like force yourself. Don't get upset if it doesn't work right away. He gives it a shot, but he's clearly not calm. And after a second of, like, concentration and furrowed brow, there's, like, a spark and a flash, and uh, a little, like, arc of electricity zaps out and hits the bedstand, creating a large burn. kind of gasps and jerks back. I see, you've gotta, you gotta stay calm. You've gotta, here, take a deep breath, just relax. He takes a deep breath in and out, and concentrates, and holds out his hand, and we see a few sparks collect at the tips of his fingers, and coalesce towards his palm, and a little glowing ball of flickering and flashing electricity starts to grow, and grow, and he gets this faint smile, as he says, oh man, I didn't know I could... And then there's a bang, 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 bang as someone slams on the door and uh, he screams and there's a flash and uh, what sounds like a miniature explosion. Both of you are unhurt, but the ball of lightning with a skittering bang bursts into like little sparks that fly all around the room, threatening to catch the bedspread on fire. And um, both of your your eyebrows are slightly singed uh, and Little Wolf looks at you like... What was that? I look over to the door. Hello? It's the front door, and you hear bang, 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 as someone slams on it again, and then you hear the voice of Delilah saying, Stupid goddamn lock. Hey, hey in there, listen up. Wake up, it's time to go. Sounds like something's going on. Hold on, grab the bags. I'll be right back, and I'm going to rush down the stairs. Yeah, he starts grabbing his stuff. Everyone who was still asleep at the crack of dawn, is getting woken up by the sound of a miniature explosion and someone banging on the door and shouting. And you all hear Delilah say, Rise and shine, we're leaving. Four days early. 
and then a crunch as she actually shoulders open the door. Holy shit, I was about to, alright. What, what's going on? Delilah looks like a mess. She's got like a full backpack that's just like laden with gear like she was about to go on a camping trip. Uh, her hair is really frizzy. She's holding a rifle or a musket. And she looks up at you and says, The jungle's crawling with Sloane's men. Apparently there's a, a warden here and they're trying to kill him and they're going to find us sooner or later and we need to leave now. Oh, that's probably fucking me. All right. <laughs> So uh, Delilah starts sprinting through the house, grabbing stuff and shouting at everyone who will listen that it's time to go. Get up, get your stuff. We have two minutes. That's Hazel. You get downstairs and she sees you and she says, uh, find your brother and get him to go. Oh, he's grabbing the bags. Um, I'm going to start picking up the shit that's laying around that's that's been like left in the room here. Um, just in case, just, like all the shit that might, you know, just be lying around in this area. Cool. Uh, and I grab all of the wanted posters that are still sitting on the table, probably. Nice. Dorian and Azazel, are you two still asleep, or do you wake up, uh, at the sound of this? Or, sorry, Adele. I don't think, I mean, if the sun is already rising, I think Dorian is up and at him. Uh, how many days has it been since those tears were collected? Uh, just one. That was last night. Okay, so yeah, he he has. If the sun is still rising, the bowl is exposed. Otherwise, he's gonna throw a cloth over it and gather up all of his things. What's Adele doing? Adele like kind of like slowly like slumps out in his underwear, like, and he's like, mm, "What the, what the, which is, this is, hmm." There's a manhunt going on. Get your pretty ass out of bed. Thank you. At least you were polite. And he goes back in, and then all of a sudden you just hear, like, all of his, like, crashing and clanging and thing, and he comes out, like, two seconds later with all of his stuff. Yeah. <laughs> just completely and hair, dressed. And, his, and it, it completely dressed, his hair sleeked perfect and everything. Doesn't even look like he was asleep. Or he... <laughs> Man has his secrets. How does he look so good every day? <laughs> you didn't hear me, Tori, but I clapped her when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh yeah uh De delilah makes some remark about making sure you have your sword and then and then gives him a weird glance because he was in his underwear at the time uh and it wasn't weird let's face it <laughs> it wasn't weird uh and then uh make sure does one last check make sure everything's in order she's like grabbing a lot of what looked like random stuff like she uh she like pulls a candlestick from like one of the tables and just dumps it in her bag uh and she has everything ready uh she looks around and who everyone is everyone in some state of being armed i have the captain scimitar adele's got his dope ass sword Dorian, Dorian has his crossbow, but he's also cradling a bowl wrapped up in a cloth. <laughs> Slim's Slim's got a gun. I got a gun and sword. Also dagger somewhere. And Little Wolf comes down, like, rubbing his eyes, carrying a, a, both of your bags. He hands uh, Azazel his bag and says, um, where, where are we going? And Delilah says to the ship. And she says, follow me, stay close, do not wander away. And she walks out with her gun at the ready. I follow suit. Out in the jungle, the sun is just rising, but 
birdsong and the sounds of the jungle are mysteriously silent. And as y'all watch, you get out of the of the door and we see we see like off to the right, we hear very distant gunshots, like roaring gunshots almost mixed with the sound of like a blazing inferno uh and distant shouting and then uh, a bunch of birds uh scatter and fly up from the tree canopy and she says shit that's the direction of the town uh follow me let's make sure we get there after any battles taken place uh and ducks into the forest Alrighty. so it's time for the group to make a group stealth check woo the aim is to have more people succeed than fail. So everyone everyone roll stealth. So will so will Delilah. And we'll see we'll see how well you do. Rolled a sixteen. Ugh, I rolled a nine. Twenty-two for me. Why me? Uh, I rolled a twenty. Adele rolled an eight. The Rambler isn't here at the moment. So sixteen, nine, eight, twenty-two. So about half you succeeded, half you didn't. So Delilah's the tiebreaker, and she just barely succeeds. So uh, we see the party sneaking through the underbrush, and at one point Delilah tells everyone to stop, and she ducks down into the into the bushes, and we see a patrol of Sloane's armed armed men, like lawmen, carbines at the ready, combing through the woods. And then in the distance, you hear like a scream and a shout and the lawmen all turn and like start running off in one direction. And Delilah turns back to the party and says, come on this way and hurries in the opposite direction. After a few more close encounters of sneaking through the forest, the sounds of men combing the woods kind of all around you, you come to a clearing and Delilah tells everyone to stop, and she pokes her head in and says, Oh, holy shit. And the camera pans over, and you all see this clearing that has burned ashen silhouettes of human bodies just burned into the ground or burned onto a tree. You can see, like, full silhouettes of human figures as if from, like, vaporized from the flash of a nuclear bomb, silhouetted on trees, and... Ashes floating gently in the air, and the whole place smells like burned flesh. And there's discarded guns and equipment from what look like lawmen just on the ground. And Delilah says, uh, who did this? And then there's a rustle in the bushes behind y'all. The the music swells in suspense as uh, someone approaches. And out from the underbrush, out from the underbrush comes... Ah, if it ain't my favorite troublemakers. Oh my hey, god. Uh, uh, I was about to oh. shoot you. God. It's the rambler. The, ramb- the rambler scares Adele, because he doesn't notice. And Adele kind of like slightly taps him on the head, like out of fright with the flat side of his sword. This goes bonk. Yeah. What you doing that for? You looked funny. Oh. So the, I'll, I'll I'll give a quick description of the Rambler. He he looks a little rough on rough around the edges, like he's been like he's been roughing it for a few days. But he has a he has a new, uh, w- what looks relatively new, like kind of break action high quality revolver, uh, in his sash at his hip, that that you all don't recognize, and 
you know, he he definitely he doesn't look like worse for wear or anything. Just like he's been hiking through hiking through the woods for a while. You know, he's he's got a machete in one hand, but it's not brandished like a weapon. He was just bushwhacking. Yeah, you who looks happy to see y'all. Did you do this, Rambler? Me? Something like this? No, no, no. Uh no. What what happened here? Uh when I was on my way back to the ship, uh well, I noticed that I wasn't alone in the jungle. Uh looks like a warden's been around these parts, so I I may have uh set a false trail and had some of Sloane's men run into him. Looks like this is what happened. Wait, oh oh fucking warden did this? I'd like to roll perception for the area to see if he's still around. Make that roll. He's just like standing in a bush watching us. <laughs> Let's see, that's uh, 12 plus 4, 16. You, you can see someone was recently here, someone with heavy boots and heavy tread, and you, you also see shell casings from a revolver, like bigger than any revolver you have ever seen, and also shells, and shells are kind of rare. Most, most guns in the setting use paper cartridges, so shells mean... Usually only wardens have those, because wardens get the best guns from Radon. Hey Joe, what are paper cartridges? They're they're just bundles of cartridges that hold powder and shot in them, uh, like a bullet, but crappier, and they're meant to burn up uh, when fired. So, you see shells, the exact number of shells, five shells on the ground, the exact same number as the silhouettes, and they're from no gun you recognize. And they're just, like, there, in the floor of the clearing... Whoever did this had magical assistance. If there's another warden around, we really should get going. At least that's your professional warden opinion. No normal fucking gun did this, I can tell you that. Alright, let's let's get out of here quick. I don't want to run into it myself. Let's, uh, if you see something useful on those, what's left of the bodies, just, uh, just grab it. As Rambler gets closer, I want to do a perception check to see if there's any ash on his, uh, his clothing, or or even just on any indication there's heat from the gun or anything. Okay. You just roll it up real quick. And do so hot. I rolled a flat four and I'm like, I can even add my bonuses. It's not going to be good. You can't, you can't tell. Yeah, the, the whole clearing smells like ash and gunpowder. And the, like, the rambler obviously isn't clean. He's been hiking through the woods. So trying to, like, pinpoint ash on his coat or something would be incredibly hard right now. I also want to say, Rambler's been smiling this whole time like he's he's very happy to see all of you again. Oh, what a good friend. Uh, also, he's he, he, he heads over to their packs and says, uh, we shouldn't have to worry about the uh, warden that went through here. He's been gone for about 20, 30 minutes now. Alright. I, I, I search through their packs and grab some of their, uh, some of their food. Dried jerky. Uh... Yeah, like, as I'm walking past, I'm just picking up, like, a few pistols and some shot if they're on the ground. Uh, they... Or would they be, like, burnt and, like, damaged? They dropped a few carbines, which are just muskets, but shittier. They have the... They're, like, sawed down to be easier to use in close quarters and also cheaper, uh, because they're smaller caliber. But you do find ammunition for your pistol. You find, like, six unspent shots that were not burned up. Rambler, you do find a pack that has some, like, trail rations in it. You just grab up those. And then Slim, you can also grab a carbine. 
Adele is going to go through and find any pretty jewelry and clothing that he likes. Uh, it's all burned to ash. Actually, no, you find you find what one the jewelry shouldn't maybe. Yeah, you find one gold wedding band just like Ooh. on the floor in a pile of ash in the silhouette of a person. He go. He looks at it. He goes, "Perfect," and he takes out of his pocket a um. Clearly, looks like it was like a broken earring, and he puts it on the end of it and he puts it in his ear. Now you all know he has his ears pierced. <laughs> so it's the Dale John Carbine. I'll bring it up for you real quick. They're they're kind of shitty, but they're like. It's one D twelve piercing. Any any loose gold that happened to right. like the the pouches burnt up, so now the gold is on the ground or something like that as they pass by. Uh, you don't find any gold among the bodies. Also, I want to say that then. But what exactly does Azazel say when like a rambler goes and just takes like food out of one of the packs? That doesn't bother me. I'm actually watching Adele and Dorian scour the corpses, and I start leaving back towards the ship. I'm not scouring. I'm passing by and just seeing if there's anything that happened to fall down on the ground. All right, let's get moving. Yeah, I'm ready to go. Little Wolf makes a remark. He, he whispers to Azazel, do you think my magic could do that? As you pass like the silhouette of a burnt ashen corpse. I don't answer because I don't want to freak him out. Cool. Yeah, he already looks a bit freaked out. Y'all continue through the woods, and um, Delilah orders you to give the uh, to give the town a wide berth, and informs everyone that she's already given the crew a signal to assemble. But once you get to the docks and you start getting underway, it's probably going to be hot because right now. Tor is on high alert. I mean, it's been on high alert for the past three days, but uh, it's now on extra high alert because there's a warden here and the warden's killed people. Uh, so any ship that's going to leave is going to be detained. So you're going to have to make a speedy exit, she says. I think like when they start entering the town, and Dorian is going to be extremely self-conscious of the looks and stares, and is thinking in, in his head he wished he looked like something else, somebody else. So, you guys only cut through the town for a little bit. The streets are crowded with people shouting and, and asking each other the news. Just from bits of conversation that you run by, you pick up that just two days ago, or the day before yesterday... A warden came into town, allegedly the legendary warden with the golden gun that nobody screws with, came into town and started collecting all of the bounties for Slim, just taking the wanted posters down. Sloan caught wind of this and was like, excuse me, no warden is welcome in my town, I thought I'd made that clear to the commission, and put out a hit on him. This far out from the Empire... Word that the government is fighting among itself probably wouldn't get back soon enough for any real repercussions to be heard. So, yeah, things got spicy real quick. And as the party kind of squeezes through the crowd and attempts to get to uh, attempts to get to the ship, uh, as you guys are pushing through the crowd and finding your way to the boat, uh, you suddenly realize Dorian's gone. You lost him in the crowd. God damn it. Instead, right next to you, right with the party, like, just right alongside you guys, carrying a crossbow, 
a young man with red hair, a strong jaw, a bunch of freckles on his face, brown eyes. He's wearing farmer's clothing and suspenders. So every country boy in Minnesota, right? (laughs) He's a down-home country Radonian boy. Do we have to roll like insight to figure out that this is him? Uh, it's it's up to you what your what your characters think. But Delilah doesn't notice. But Little Wolf like jumps and grabs Azazel and says, "Who the hell is that?" Think Rambler looks over then and says, "Dorian, guys, what the, what fuck? the fuck?" The figure looks over at Rambler and says, "Yeah." All right, looks like we got a master of disguise in our hands. Shape shifting, huh? Adela looks down at Dorian's feet and then looks back up and he goes, you know, not bad. I think maybe um, you could add a little bit less freckles next time and might get more girls. He looks surprised and looks down at his clothing and mutters beneath his breath. What? Dude, not see. I don't have time for this. We'll figure, figure we'll fucking figure it out later. All right. It wasn't you, huh? Got it. Uh, Rambler. Like, he, he actually has a fist clench, and he just walks on off after Delilah. Come on, we gotta move. Dorian, somewhere in the crowd amongst the moving, talking people, you hear someone cackling with laughter. No one else hears this. Uh, just keep pressing forward. <laughs> you cut through the crowd and arrive at your ship, which is already surreptitiously getting underway. You see the bosun is on deck, and he looks over, sees you guys, and, like, ushers you to come up. And says, uh, hey, we're getting everything as quick as we can. We're just waiting on Lucinia. And, uh, well, I'm a little worried. There's a, uh, there's a, there's a warship in the port. Radonian, uh, Imperial Navy. I, I don't know how ready it is to go. It's currently weighed at anchor. I don't think it's noticed us yet. But if we leave, I'm afraid it's going to leave too. Roll my eyes and be like, where's Lucinia that we have to wait for her? I, I don't know. Last I heard, she was at the... Uh, church? I I thought she got the message. <sighs> Fuck. I'll go. I'll go get her, and I'll hop. I'll, I'll run off towards the church. I say, don't go alone. I'm gonna. I'm gonna run after him. Okay. Uh, the rest of you get on the boat and start helping make surreptitious preparations to leave. Yeah. As soon as Dorian like drops off that bull somewhere, um, probably in a, in, in a place it won't get knocked down. Oh, it just got knocked down. How dare you, you bastard! <laughs> the camera cuts to uh, Azazel sprinting through the crowd, a bunch of people milling about, and the camera turns around. We see the Rambler is hot on his tail, but having to like push through people to get there. And uh, Azazel, I assume you're headed towards the church. Yeah. Okay, you're pushing past people and uh, dodging through crowds, and you get to the church. And the door is closed, and there's a bar over it, and you see someone out front uh, is nailing a notice to the front of the church, and they turn around. Is it anybody I notice or recognize? It's the priest who helped heal your, uh, or <clears throat> who uh, asked you to make a donation and then said a blessing over your wounded wrist. Where's, uh, <coughs> L- Lucinia? Where's Lucinia? We gotta go. He turns and says, The sister of the cloth was here this morning. She left and said she had urgent business. But it's too dangerous to be here, young man. You need to get indoors. I, where, which way did she go? He's right, Azazel. I'm gonna grab Azazel by the arm. We have to move. 
She went that way, and he points towards the clock tower. I look over to the rambler who's grabbed my arm, and I shove him off of me. Yeah, I'm just gonna say, it happens. <laughs> Should we go get her? I don't know if you saw that warship in port, but we have to move fast. I think we got about ten minutes okay. tops. We can check, but we're not gonna okay, stay. Okay, then you go and get the ship ready, and I will go get Lucinia. I'm faster than you, and I'm faster without you. Okay. And I... Better be back. We're good. We will leave without you. And I take off to the clock tower. Rambler, you dash back. Azazel, you head over to the clock tower. It only takes a minute. You're quick. You have surprisingly good athletics. You just sprint through the crowd, ducking and dodging. And you hear Lucinia before you see her. Uh, you hear her shouting, Where is he? Where's the warden? And someone whimpering, screaming, I don't know, I don't know, get off me! Damn. You peek through the crowd and you see Lucinia's, like, large golden curls uh, before you see her. And you notice that she is not wearing her priest outfit. She's not wearing the robes of the priest of a maker. Uh, she's wearing, like, a, a vest and a white shirt and trousers and a like like a light coat uh, and she has a gun in her hand and she has a what's it called a lawman like like a police officer at gunpoint in an alley uh, uh you hear her shout again where's the fucking warden and the uh, uh, stop halfway in my tracks eyes wide as I see this because I'm like, what the fuck is she doing and who is this woman? The police officer, like, blubbers, like, we, we, we've we looked everywhere for him and every search party hasn't come back. And she goes, God, make her be damned to that bastard. And just, like, throws the guard to the ground and gives him a sharp kick and he lies still. Uh, and she turns and stows this, like, you catch a glimpse of the pistol and it looks like a flintlock, but the mechanism is way too complicated, and there's, like, flashing, flickering light in the center, and she just, like, stows it in, in her coat and turns around and starts moving out into the crowd. Lucinia! She immediately hears you and, like, looks over and looks at you, and uh, you see, like, she has bags under her eyes, she has a bruise uh, on her face, and, like, it, it looks like a fat lip, like her lip has been cut, and she walks over and says what's going on you you need to go it's way too dangerous you i came to get you uh really it, what are is you is the crew leaving yeah ah shit okay shit i take a step back what the hell are you doing she seems kind of like un unaware of your of your apprehension and she like looks around her and curses again and says fine <sighs> all right let's get back to the boat all right, let's go. I turn and lead the way, mostly so that I don't have to look at her right now because uh, I don't know what the fuck's going on with her, but she's freaking me out. She follows you and says, um, at one point she stops and says, one second, I need to grab my cloak. And she uh, ducks into an alley by the church and you hear like a, a clattering noise and you see a 
um, piled rubbish, like a like a garbage dumping area, kind of clatters and like the pile falls over, and she pulls out her priest outfit, which is just like covered in like grime and and dirt, and just like wraps it over her arm and nods at you and follows you out. All right, I got Lucinia. I say as I board the ship. The ship is in chaos. The crew is running around. Uh, the bosun is giving most of the orders. Um, uh, the sister was plotting a course, but when uh, when Slim came in, she asked him to take over and uh, got on the helm and started preparing. Everyone else is like busy at their stations, and it looks like the gunship the Navy boat is catching wind of what's going on, and you see them raise the, the royal flag. Oh. Oh, hell. So, the HMS Queen Marie gets underway, weighs anchor, the bosun is barking orders, and a bunch of the crew just kind of cut the lines that are tying the boat to the dock, and the ship starts to pull away, and you see, you hear a shout, a call from across the water from the navy ship you you just hear very faintly on the wind halt in the name of the law they're here what do we do who is at what station who is helping what part of the ship get underway does someone want to try taking the helm with the sister does someone is someone on lookout duty is someone manning the guns which are being loaded uh adela is manning the gun oh actually no wait no i'm wrong i feel like maybe somebody who likes guns more should go do that um, you guys say what you guys are going to do first, then. I'm going to go, uh, can you, well, can you read the options again, Joe? It's, it, there are tons of different things you can be doing on a ship. You can be assisting with the sails, assisting with the rigging. You could be doing lookout. Uh, you could just be below decks, like making sure everything's stowed and secured. But other things you could be doing is you could be helping man and load the cannons. You could be assisting with navigation or up at the helm with the sister uh piloting the ship though there there is also an open spot no one's taking command no one's taking charge everyone's used to the uh used to the captain yelling out the orders and right now the bosun's doing his best but he's he's usually just relaying orders that the captain gives i'll run over and start helping with the guns i'm gonna do the sails i'll go help with the bosun unless rambler beats me to it yeah, I was uh, I was planning on helping giving orders. All right, you do that. I'll go help with the helm. Cool. Uh, yeah, you you get on the helm. The sister uh, shouts to you, "It's gonna be tight. Port Royal's in a cove. We just need to make sure we get to the open ocean before they do. We're faster when we have the wind against us. So try to uh, tack as much as you can." She puts a hand up and checks the wind. And it is, it is kind of, it's, it's a medium tack. It's like going south and you need to go west to get, uh, to get to where you need to go. And you can see the Navy ship unfurling its huge square sails, which might be able to beat you in the open ocean, but your ship is much more agile. And if you can get far enough from shore, they probably are not planning on heading too far out to, uh, too far out in the clouds otherwise they might run out of supplies in a long chase whereas y'all are already set for a new voyage so it's time for a chase dun, 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 dun. Alrighty. so i'm gonna ask one of you to make a roll 
called a command check. Uh, that sounds like me. And it's basically just you get to add any mental stat. So you can use wisdom. It will be charisma. Yes, you can use charisma. And then we're going to use your ship's speed rating, which I have. It should be a uh, 16, I think. You got a fast ship. And And then... Yeah, okay. Sorry, I am not super used to these ship rules, but... Okay, actually, base speed is two. So, uh, you're going to add an extra two to your roll. uh, And you're just going to roll against this uh, Navy ship of the line. And we'll see who rolls better. I got me a 21. Alright, crew. Our ship's life is riding on this. We gotta get out of here fast. They got a 17. So, your ship tacks away into the wind and immediately starts gaining speed. And you you actually gain an extra plus two to that, so you got a 23. Big fast. So you, you extend the range between you from like 500 feet to in roughly the span of like three minutes you get almost a quarter mile away and start start riding out uh avoiding kind of like rocky outcroppings uh and floating floating land masses that kind of cluster around the cove that port royal is in you see the ship behind you actually uh loads chaser cannons which are cannons mounted on the bow and fire a volley we'll see how they do you uh so slim and the the sister you hear her shout get down and then a foomph, and the railing behind you explodes into splinters as a cannonball just like shoots past both of you and then another one sails in and punctures the captain's cabin ah hell you hear shouting on deck and the the ship like lists to one side and then the crew swiftly sets as the wind changes and you see the your chasing ships uh, sails billow and suddenly they have the wind on their side and it is time to make another roll. You can choose to have someone else make this roll if you wish, but uh, Rambler, you can go for it again if you want. Uh, I'm down to go for it again. Again, unless someone else desperately wants to roll. Uh, if it's a wisdom or like a mental stat, you got me beat. Ooh, got that sweet, sweet natural one. Oof. Okay. Fuck. You start to adjust to the wind moving in a new direction, but now your opposing, opposing vessel completely has the wind on their side. And they get close enough and they start to shift. Instead of looking like they're coming up to board you... They just look like they're going to try to gun you down. They're close now, right? Yes. I'm going to turn to the gunners because uh, something that I remembered the captain saying was that our guns were only really useful when they're close up. So not that they're close. I'm going to uh, try to get all of our cannons firing on their ship if possible. Okay. So you you come about and... Their ship is just like blazing forward at top speed and you see them getting close and it looks like it's going to be it's going to be a shootout at least briefly uh, while you try to escape. So the the crew has a has a question for you, Azazel. Chain shot or cannon shot? 
Chain Shot is especially good against against sails, rigging, and propulsion systems. And the Cannon Shot is... Cannon Shot is just standard. Uh, if you load Chain Shot and they don't hit masts or rigging, then they do less damage. Okay, then I'm going to do Chain Shot. Try to slow them down. Okay. If they, if I, that is explained to me, because I, like, Azazel wouldn't know how that works in the immediate sense. One of the crew fills you in as they, as they start loading these, like, chain shot, which are like two metal hemispheres with, like, hollowed out and a cluster of chain inside. So when they shoot, they expand outward, uh, kind of like firing bolas, but super deadly bolas. Or so, so you make a roll 1d20 plus 5 because of close range, and you get, you get another 10. So you actually get a complete plus 15 to your 1d20 roll for this shot because you wait till they get close and you unload a full broadside. Okay. I got a 19. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> Big oof. That's not very good. No. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a four. Roll 1d10 and we'll see where you hit them. Y'all need to get your shit together. I don't know what's going on. My dice usually roll very nicely for me. What's a seven? My, <laughs> dice, are really, my dice roll usually roll nice for me are the words of a man in denial. So, unfortunately, <laughs> Azazel, the, the crew's kind of in disarray you are unfamiliar with firing cannons and you order the shot and it is too low uh you miss the rigging and uh and mass that you are aiming for and end up hitting the orlop deck like the crew quarters and um other ship components and you blast through like you you scrape the their hull but their armor basically soaks up all of it and they return fire Hmm, but they also roll quite poorly. Let's see what they hit. Okay, uh, so you, you both you both fire a broadside, and the the enemy ship, which has a which has a much better cannon deck, actually also misses, and a large portion of their shot goes wide. But some of the cannons impact into the deck and blast through, puncturing the hull and causing the ship to list a little bit. But it's back to running, so Captain, uh, or at least acting Captain for now, uh, make another command roll at plus two. All right, crew, I know that last bit was a bit uh, shaky, but we got this. I start commanding people to uh, reload the guns, by the way. Unbeknownst to me, like I'm kind of too focused on what's going on, but uh, my brother is also helping instead of going back to where I hit him last time. Yeah, he's doing the powder monkey thing. He's like grabbing the shot from the magazine and handing it over to uh, to the crew. Uh, so, so the rambler, you you're shouting orders. I did bad. I got a two. I'm using physical dice after this. The crew is having trouble. Uh, the like some of the rigging looks like it's kind of like caught and tangled in the changing changing winds, and the the enemy ship pulls a maneuver and actually manages to get around to the other side of you, and it has another fully loaded broadside ready to bear. And you hear them shout, "Surrender now! Hand over the warden, and your crew will be spared." I I'm not gonna respond to them. I'm just gonna respond to our crew and say. <laughs> We all know they're lying. We do? 
We our only option is to get out of here. The captain of the other ship reads off a list of suspected crimes and says, uh, you're believed to be holding Leviathan cultists and a monstrosity on board. Surrender now and you will face fair trial. Hmm. Uh, the crew remains silent. I mean, like, I, I just want to say, like, I'm generally trying to, like, I'm refuting what they're saying to our own crew. Like, I'm being like, well, what, what they're saying is bullshit. Yeah. That sort of thing. One of the crew busts out the red flag of the Crimson Legion and asks Rambler, should I hoist the red flag? Yeah, we can just add it to the list of what they have us for. He smiles and says, I don't think we're the SS Queen Marie anymore. The crew, their morale gets a significant boost as they hoist the, the red flag of the Crimson Legion. And one of them drops down to the... But no, uh, one of the crew yells back a message saying... This is the Crimson Legion ship, the Phoebe's Revenge. Prepare to meet your death, Imperial scum. Look, we... I don't think we want to fight, but... I like the sentiment. Uh, the bosun shouts, <laughs> Man the cannons! <laughs> Did you say Imperial scum? <laughs> Loving the enthusiasm, brother. Are the cannons ready to shoot again when you yell, Man the cannons, Joe, or is that just kinda... It's, it's the other, it's the other broadside. They, yeah, they switch around to the other side, so make another shot. Okay, same thing, trying to slow them down. What, what's my bonus to that? Uh, get a, get a plus 15. Alright. It's a lot, but they have high defense. I rolled a 15, so I got a 30. Okay. Uh, roll 1d10. I got an 8. Roll 1d10 again. I got an 8, or a 6. Okay, so, the, this time the shot, once again, does not hit the propulsion, but manages to tear into the their gun deck, and you see chaos erupt on the gun deck as you punch holes and splinters fly in and attack the or and hit the crew. And when they fire, their shot goes wide, and you have another chance to escape. Yeah. Uh, how far away are we from the person that was shouting all those crowd like crimes and such? That was one of the crew members. They're just on the deck with you. Yeah, but I mean, like to add to the chaos, how far away is that? person who was shouting the crimes and such. She's, she's talking about the person on the other ship. Yeah, the Sorry. person on the other ship. <laughs> they are they're like 300 feet away. Your ships are pretty close. They caught up to you quite well. Oh, that's within range. I would like to take a shot with my crossbow at the guy. 300 feet? My range goes to 320 for the long wow. distance. Okay, yeah. So you, you're at disadvantage. Make a shot. Roll one. Ooh. Not too great. Nine. I'll roll the second one, but I doubt. Second one is better, which is 19, but with but nine is a hit. Yep. Uh, yeah, so it, it, it is unfortunately not a hit, but it's the thought that counts. The crossbolt sails all the way over and lands in the deck next to the person who has like a scroll out and they're reading it and they jump and they go, fucking pirates, lay into the men! So the the cruise seems to have a, a morale boost from hoisting the red flag. Uh, Rambler, uh, please make another roll with a plus four. Oh, nat twenty. It's a nat twenty, baby. <laughs> God, I I am boomer bust right now. I rolled an eighteen, a one, a two, and a twenty. Did you just say you're a boomer? Okay, boomer. Hard <laughs> bust. Okay, boomer. 
So the CLS Phoebe's Revenge sails out of the harbor to the shouts and cries of dismay of the Navy ship that fires off another volley, but by that time you're out of range. And you kind of like sweep past, cutting to the north, breaking line of sight almost immediately through the rocky outcroppings that make up the cove of Port Royal, and you're in the clear. And it was all thanks to my impeccable piloting skills. Hell yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't even have you make a roll, but totally. It's fine. You, you're able to quickly duck out and get onto the open ocean, uh, but sticking close to the coast where you have cover, pretty soon the Navy ship is out of sight, and the crew all breathe a, a kind of unified sigh of relief. Well, that went much better than it could have. Uh, I think we should probably take inventory of uh, what's damaged and uh, how, how we're doing. Yeah, the crew lowers the red flag, and uh, the the crew member who was shouting uh, apologizes to the rambler, saying, "Sorry, sir, I got a bit of the bloodlust there, sir." No, you you did a great job. Uh, and get out of there. It's really just because everybody really did their part. The crew also says, "With all due respect, sir, we uh, we may want a more experienced sailor as captain, unless." You think you're up for learning the task. Hmm. In all honesty, I've never really been the leading kind of person. I've always been just a member of the crew, but if we need to, I can I can learn. We'll hold a crew-wide meeting tonight and discuss the matter. The crew starts repairs. Everyone is called to a meeting that night uh, to discuss what they're going to do now that the captain is gone and you need a replacement so it's a crew-wide meeting everyone is there uh in the in the orlop deck where the crew take their meals and such delilah is there as well she's kind of stuck here now but she doesn't she doesn't look very very comfortable and uh the crew is a, a mix of like happiness that they got away and sorrow that they're all missing their captain but uh Logistics logistics need to need to be worked out. So, does the party have any suggestions as to who actually here, let the some of the NPCs kind of lay out the problems. Uh the crew basically puts it this way. We haven't we aren't exactly a ship that's loyal to one particular captain. The beast called out the orders because he was the most experienced sailor and the most legendary pirate of all of us. That doesn't mean we followed him blindly, however, and there was also the matter of he owned the ship. We're going to need a new Captain Renfrew for the ship's official papers. Oh mm. shit, I go and check on the papers in the captain's cabin. <laughs> is, that, <laughs> is that gonna... Is Are they that, in shreds? Is that gonna matter as much, uh, considering... We the ship is now recognized as a pirate vessel. I mean that that isn't the first time this ship has been seen as a like. There's a lot of ships of this model in Makazes. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, is it investigation? Uh, Slim, you can you can search the captain's cabin, but they suggest doing that after after everyone's settled and figured out what we're doing next. But you you do poke in, check the captain's cabin. It's a mess. A cannonball ripped right through it. Yeah, you can see all. All of the beast's belongings are there, and the crew is probably going to have to go in and divide it all up, 
or find what they what we need and what we can bury with uh with the captain but there are a bunch of like papers and documents kind of scattered around the floor all right i'm gonna close is the door just gone do i close in like it falls off its hinges yeah uh yeah well uh i guess on our system no one go in there steal a shit crew agrees all right another crew member explains what they had said or that they had mentioned earlier the phoebe's revenge and says you see our ship has led a double life it used to be a navy sloop of war called the ss queen marie and officially on the books it's still the ss queen marie but whenever the beast did pirate actions on a ship he knew might get away or info might slip out he would rebrand we would shift the livery on our delivery on our ship hoist the red flag and call ourselves the cls phoebe's revenge and that was a uh, that was the ship's a uh, uh, pirate disguise so to speak so now that the cover of the Queen Marie is blown, we may just be the Phoebe's Revenge for now. Or we could even shift to a different identity and forge papers for that. I have some experience with uh, forging documents, so I could probably whip something up. Beyond that, they say the Beast did, because the Beast owned the vessel, he did vessel maintenance, he decided where the money went and how much money was set aside to provision for long voyages and the like, and the crew's been kind of managing that on their own, but uh, that was definitely also one of his jobs, and also, therefore, he got the biggest cut because a lot of his money went to just keeping the, sh- uh, keeping the upkeep of the ship. Then the sister has a message for everyone and says, that brings us to one more thing. We got a narc just earlier this morning. Official business from the Crimson Legion. Uh... Real quick, Joe, I think this is the first time narcs are coming up. It's the first time we mentioned narcs. Uh, narcs are messenger birds that are native to the sky ocean. Uh, kind of like albatross, they feed on fish and can roost on uh, ship rigging for a long time and kind of use ships as resting points. Uh, they were much more popular during the earlier days of the Exodus when the sky ocean was way more thick with ships, much more populated, but even now they're still used. They're basically messenger pigeons mixed with an albatross pretty great they're called narcs there are narcaries in every city and they're they're used to get uh they can recognize specific ships and remember them so they're used to send messages from ship to ship so there was a official crimson legion narc that came with a message for uh captain renfrew for the beast and it was from the legion itself and it said there is going to be a meeting of the crimson court in roughly two weeks at the location of the current Crimson Fleet, which the sister informs you all is a place known as the Maelstrom, uh, which is an endless, misty, cyclone-esque storm that surrounds a uh, mobile pirate fleet. It is somewhat legendary, and only Crimson Legion pirate navigators know how to get to it. So she knows the way, and it is it is about two weeks, maybe a week and a half journey. It's pretty close to the Halcyon coast, which is where you guys are right now. But it's far enough away to not interfere with official Imperial business. So a call out for a meeting of the Crimson Court has been issued 
to discuss the appearance of a new type of treasure on the sky ocean, specifically on the frontier, and what to do with it and how to handle it. They specifically requested the Beast's presence because he is one of the twelve members of the Crimson Court, or was. And they don't know that he's not there anymore. Uh, real quick, um, I do want to pull out from my pack the wanted posters. Uh, guys, I just, like, I don't know if this has ever been the case with this crew. There's no, like, heavily wanted individuals. I mean, if we're going by everyone on the ship, this crew, like, just from the five individuals on these posters, we are worth... Upwards of 50,000 gold. The crew doesn't seem too worried. Some congratulate you. But they say uh, it's it's a bold it's a bold move to be to have a captain who is known and wanted. If if you want to be an infinite infamous pirate, that's how you do it. If you want to lay low, mm, you might want to get that bounty taken care of. And there are a few ways to do that. Most of them pretty shady. But it is possible. When it comes to different crew members being wanted, though, a few of the crew already have bounties and are working under false identities. What mostly matters is the captain, since they will be... So that is explained to me, then? Yes, yes, they explain this to you. Okay. Just wanted to put that out there. So the decisions to be made are who is going to be the new owner of the ship officially on the books, who is going to be the new captain, i.e. who will give orders on deck and get everyone where they need to be, and then whether or not you want to attend the meeting at the Crimson Court, and if so, who you should pick as representatives to take the place of the Beast. This is kind of all beyond me. I'm going to go lay down, and I'm going to get up and leave. There goes the Zazel. Other crew members have suggestions? Well, I think we should go, just for the sake of going. Uh, uh, are, are we talking just like the five of us or just everyone in the crew? How exactly is this working? Uh, the entire crew is here. Okay, uh, in, in that case I say, I think we should just go for the principle of it. At least to let them know what happened to Beast. At the very least... That information could be useful, too. If it's some sort of treasure that requires a very specific approach to it. The crew agrees, and they ask, who should speak for us? No one can officially take the place of the beast. You need to get a reputation before you have a seat on the council. But the way these meetings usually go is a captain, and they have this in quotation marks, and a first mate are basically speak for the crew. I'd be okay... I'd be okay making our ship's case. Tend to have a way with words in social situations. So, I could see myself there, unless someone else who's been on the crew longer would prefer to do it. The crew agrees the Rambler has a way with words, and was, did kind of take to the leadership role pretty well already. Is there anyone else who would wish to join him at the, uh, everyone would still attend, but, uh, to speak with the Crimson Legion? I think I'd like having Slim there, but if someone else has a stake in it... Be fine being back up. You don't think they'd get alarmed if there is... 
He doesn't need to wear the warden outfit. I have other clothes. Besides, I think the, uh... Well, at least for... For that section of the world, I think the secret that I'm not actually worn might be a little, <laughs> little bit out of the bag. But... We'll see. Wait, uh, can I roll an insight check? <laughs> okay. Why, why are you rolling an insight check? I just uh, want to determine whether him saying I'm not actually a warden is the truth before I say anything. Turns out he's actually a Gordon. It's like a warden, but you, you work with Gore. You can, you can make an insight check, but it's not going to be super hard. Apparently it is, because I rolled in that one. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> is a warden. Yeah, no, Slim could definitely be a warden, dude. He might actually be a legit warden that's also a monster. Look, that's they're also... very open in the recruiting process. Uh, they're working on getting their diversity up, because it's mostly just robots at this point. I mean, considering so. how there's rumors of, like, the wardens aren't even human, it lines up. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, like, you know, Slim has done some pretty Warden-esque stuff. You remember that stunt he pulled when that uh, earlier Navy ship tried to get your get your stuff, and the Warden, and Slim was basically like, hey, I've been investigating this ship for this ghost, and y'all screwed it up. Yeah, never mind the fact that Dorian has done some pretty shifty things in front of him, and he's fine with it. Yeah, dude, Slim's definitely, he's definitely a Warden. You better watch out, Dorian. That new magic, he's gonna, he's gonna shoot you dead. I mean, what does the Great Sky Ocean do? Lie? Uh, lies. Slander. So, the the sister says, y'all are gonna need code names, and then stops and says, well, Slim, you're gonna need a code name. I think the Rambler suits you just fine. I mean, to be fair, Slim isn't my actual name, but... That's true. The Crimson Legion usually uses naming conventions of the and then a thing or a person. I'll come up with something that is both descriptive but not overly assumptive or edgy. The warden wouldn't be too bad. I mean, it's a gimmick. Eh, I suppose. You'd stand out, but hey, it's up to you whether you want to... Might be asking for trouble. So the question of the Crimson Court is leveled. What about who should be keeping the books and who should be acting captain, at least for the near future? <sighs> I mean, Dorian likes books a lot. He he turns to you and raises his brow and says, me? Well, yeah, he likes books, but how is he with the math? Keeping track of numbers and such. That I'm not so sure about. Think you could be good at balancing the books, Dorian? I have an education. Better than a lot of members of this crew. That too. <laughs> I can handle numbers, and what would essentially be required of this job? It would be a lot of responsibility. The ship would belong to you. Uh, responsibility. <laughs> okay, so... You'd have to provision it, sign all the documents. Your name would be everywhere on the books. Having your name out there. How public are these books, too? <laughs> relatively public, the, at least within the Empire. I don't feel comfortable doing Although, that. Uh, I suppose uh, I'm used to taking up a new name or new identity and writing up everything for that, so if people want, I could 
I could also fill that role. I can help assist, but I don't feel comfortable putting my name everywhere. I could do it. Adele? Yes, I um, I fell asleep for a moment. Wait, you can sleep? St- ah, that makes so much sense now. The sister turns to you. <laughs> do not, do not let it uh, reflect on how boring this conversation is. But it, it, it might hint to a few things. I'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs> but I could do it. She turns to you and says, "You'd basically be the face of the ship. When they look on the imperial documents, they'll see you there, your name, uh, your family." What better face to have for the ship? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, he makes a fair point. I'm, uh, well, I could probably keep the books. I'd probably not be the best, uh, speaking captain. It'd be a little weird for <laughs> have a warren as a captain. If there's anyone who spent most time with the crew, it's probably me, and I would imagine. When you yeah. all, you all, when we all end up being in some sort of trouble with somebody on the sea on the ocean i'm always trying to make sure that everyone is that the whole crew is being supported so i think i personally i have a just i care a lot about the people on the ship makes sense to me okay i have no objection the crew agrees adele uh, is good to sign off and become the new owner of the ship. So you you could get new ship documents. You could also remain under the guise Adele. Your official name in quotation marks would be Captain Renfew uh, of the SS Queen Marie. Or you can forge new documents and get a new new official title for the ship. Hmm. Well, how do you all feel about that? I mean... I mean, I know it's my job, but it's like... Uh... I I think it suits you perfectly. I was going to say, wait, did you say, Joe, did you say that I have the power to change the name of the ship? Uh, y- If you want... Uh... It would just require us to reforge new documents, which I could... That would do. take... Uh, I was going to say, I was going to ask if we wanted, like, can, can we name the ship Adele and Friends? <laughs> Holy hey, shit. Hey, you're, the, <laughs> you're the person. <laughs> Y'all can name it however you like. Uh, what might work best is if you wait until you've uh, you've met up with the Crimson Legion, which mm-hmm. have the like materials to forge new ship documents very easily. Perfect. It gives Adele enough time to think about it. And yeah. we are not naming it after your dick. I will <laughs> Adele, not be Adele. your dick. <laughs> Adele, Adele like stands up and like gives like this sexy pose. He's like, oh. It's so sweet to see somebody in denial. Wow. So, the topic moves then to last but not least, who should act as standing captain? Could be the same person who owns the ship, Adele, or it could be someone else. If no one, if no one has a vote, the crew will decide amongst themselves. They saw the Rambler as doing a pretty good job. He could be trained into the role, but really anyone could do it. Really, what matters is that the crew listens to them, and they're able to uh, keep a cool head under pressure. See, so yeah, Dorian definitely is is out. <laughs> and sounds like me for the qualifications. Now, as much I as would... I enjoy both 
Rambler and Adele for that job, we could probably also consider Sister. That also makes sense. She's been here the longest. At least out of us. I'll still throw my name in the ring. Of course. Just listen all the options. The sister says, I may be one of the most experienced pirates here. So is Lucinia. And uh, the bosun knows a thing or two, but I don't think he wishes to be captain. And he shakes his head. How many years has Lucinia been a pirate? Lucinia says, um, let's see, she says, going on 30, 32, 33. And you still are acting as a priestess the entire time. She shrugs and says, it's my calling. Muttering underneath the breath, it's like, odd combination, but okay. By the way, Lucinia does not, like, acting as a pirate for 30 years, that would put her, like, at least in her 50s. She does not look it. So, we have we have a few choices, a few good choices. The crew is torn. They'd be happy with the Rambler. They'd be happy with the sister. They'd be happy with Adele. They'd be happy with Lucinia. Were there more suggestions than that? So it comes down to a vote. Uh, and I think I'd like Azazel to join in on this too. Oh, but also, like, L- Little Wolf leaves and says, I should get Azazel for this, and finds you Azazel and says, they're going to vote on who's going to be the new captain. Come on. I think during the time that I was away, just real quick, um, I go into my bag and I check and make sure everything's still there, which would include the... Okay. Which would include the three dodecahedrons, since I grabbed everything that was in the main space. Uh, I do, I do, I do canonically have one of the dodecahedrons. You don't have all three. Yes, Azazel, you have two. Okay. Then I just wanted to make sure that those were still with us. Um, and I will put my bag into whatever compartment that I have for storage. Doreen's made reference to trunks before, but I'm not sure those are actually things that we all have. Or if that's just something that Dorian brought with him. No, we all have trunks. Yeah, you all get trunks uh, that are stored, like, next to your hammocks. Noodle arms can carry a trunk everywhere. Okay, then I will put my bag in my trunk and lock it. Uh, That's when I would assume my brother comes in and I will follow him. I'm going to vote on who the next captain is. Come on. So, uh, the vote for the captain is is set. Uh, The ballot has four contenders. Adele, Lucinia, the sister, and the Rambler. The crew seems pretty split. They'd be fine with everyone. Uh, Each have their own merits and each have their own flaws. Like, the Rambler would be inexperienced but raw charisma and taking easily to the command role. The sister would be... She has experience, but she isn't exactly, like, the super strong commander type. She's kind of quiet and bookish. Lucinia's also trade is experience. Downside can be a little shady. And then Adele who just has that that raw, raw uh, sexual energy that makes him a great captain. That's both a pro and a con. <laughs> that, is, that is both his pro and his con. Aren't captains supposed to have a character? Do uh, Lucinia and... Um, do Lucinia and uh, sister say anything about their candidacy? They don't really try to sell themselves... Um, the the crew's pretty familiar with them already. Uh, the sister does say, um, if I take command of the ship, I'll be 
listening to you, the crew, it's very clear you all have ideas of where you want this ship to go. And I have my own journey I'm on, which is going to end at some point or another. So if I do take this captaincy, maybe in years, maybe in months, I'll find what I'm looking for and have to step down. But until then, I'll be an honest and true captain and make you all rich while I keep searching for my sister in this godforsaken frontier. Lucinia, she basically says, uh, she basically has a, has a spiel about how, um, how this ship has the makings to be one of the most powerful crews in the Crimson Legion. If we apply ourselves, uh, we'll get there in no time. And, uh, that's, that's pretty much their thing. Does, does Adele and Rambler have rousing, have rousing speeches? Ramblers is along the line of, I've been on a lot of cruise in my uh, time in the sky ocean, and uh, honestly, this is probably one of the best. One of the big reasons for that is everyone can say what's on their mind. No one needs to be scared that what they're going to say is going to get them killed. So a lot of my crews fell apart. So, a lot like sister here, I'll be listening to all of you. So that's how this crew is going to stay together. I won't lie, there's things that I need to get done, but I'll never put it before the rest of you. Adele, I guess Adele's is along the lines of, um, you might think of that I know nothing about the sea, that I would not have any experience and I might be probably the most least qualified for this position. And you know what? You might be right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> But but I I have in my time since I've been here, I have gotten to really understand the heart of this ship. And I've fallen in love with what what kind what your your with your mission and your courage and your your fight, the fight in all of you. And I want to be there and I want to help. I want, I want this. The face means nothing, which is a really weird phrase for me to say, but it really means nothing when it's, when it is, it's really the, this, this, this rampant energy of, I want, of criminals (laughs) that I just have. It's beautiful. It is beautiful, and I want to be a part of it. And I want to, and I and I truly think that I am fit for this position. Okay. Each each speech gets a rousing rousing uh, applause from the crew. The crew seems to be behind each one of you, and uh, it's down to a vote. So uh, I, as the DM, am not going to vote, which means the crew is going to be precisely evenly split. So it's up to y'all. Precisely, evenly splat. Oh, I was gonna say at the end of Adele's speech, though he does this big like, like kiss to the to the crew with and and a spin and then winks. Sorry, I just need to fit that in. And it's just this like you know those like beautiful anime like guys that like do like this whole like like spin and there's like this bright light and sparkling around that yeah like the sparkles around him yeah 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 yeah. 
he he briefly becomes a magical girl. <laughs> you know, I realized that I, man, mine, mine wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. But that is okay. Rivley, Rivley doesn't even want this job. It's 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 not the speech that's going to sell it. Also, actually, as as the crew, I think the crew is going to lean a little bit away from Lucinia because they'd like her to stay as the the ship's chaplain. Uh, Let's be her, bad guys. Separate her from her religion. Let's vote for her. <laughs> having her on as the captain, which would mean she'd be much less of a less of a religious cornerstone of the crew and be more. Uh, but if if you the party vote for her she'll still get hot so it's it's entirely up so, to y'all so, so there's so there's three groups of uh, of the crew and they're all voting for the three people and then there's like one guy that's like Yay, <laughs> Lucinia. yeah exactly i'm gonna put my vote in for the rambler thank you for the bit of confidence who else has a vote to bid uh are, are the people running allowed to vote because uh uh yes cool i'm, I'm just voting for myself I was gonna say because there's there's only there's three people voting, so like, yeah, I mean the the people running can just vote for themselves. It's really just who do y'all as the as the players want. Thing is, I feel like di- I would have a different opinion, player versus character, and I have to vote via character. I you you can throw in your your player opinion as well, since uh, while the characters are deciding, like the crew can swing it one way or another, and eventually. You know, these characters might die, but the players will remain. You are you are the cosmic force driving this. I will say though that as far as um like a player being captain, I think it'd be fine for the most part is just also then if we're away from the boat for larger spans of time, uh like going uh on land, it might be a little bit odd. If the actually, captain's gone for like a whole week or more, that's super true. There should also be a, and you don't like we don't have to spend a ton of time on this, but there should also be a first mate, uh, especially if there is a player captain. First mate will take over. First mate energy is definitely a death. <laughs> mm-hmm. You'd be such a chaotic first mate. Not- <laughs> not, not, not to dissuade Adele from uh, the captain position, but I can agree. <laughs> First mate would be captain in the captain's absence. So that would allow like a party member to be gone and the crew to not be aimless, etc. And of course, there can be a player first mate and a player captain. That's fine, too. But uh, And that yeah. would probably just fall to like bosun again. Yep. Is, is Slim voting against his boy? Nah, see, like, me, me as player, I'm, I'm trying to think of it, but at the same time, like, Slim would vote for Rambler, so. I'm very interested. No, continue. I'm very interested in what you guys as players think, because I personally, as the DM, have a vested interest in having the person be captain who would be most interesting to the story. I, oh god, I'm, like, torn as a player, because, like, there's so many good possibilities with each individual chosen except for Lucidia. Fuck Lucidia, because I don't trust her for shit. I suspect Um, But I think as a character, I I think I know what Dorian would vote for. Wait, do we each get a, two votes? One for our player and one for I our character? I was thinking of leaning more on the player's votes. <laughs> um, I think we could do... But, but I'm also like interested in who... Act as the crew's vote. Yeah, okay, let's do that. Let's do that. 
because uh, I'm also interested in who the PCs vote for, because um, that that has something to say about their characters, etc. But ultimately, in an in an ideal scenario, the the next captain would be who the players want it to be, rather than who the PCs want it to be, because those two things don't always line up. Okay. If that's the case, I am going to vote for, personally, I'm going to vote for uh, Rambler as well, so that it's uh, both Azazel and Jordan. The reason I'm voting for Rambler as Jordan is that I think it's about time Max got a chance to be the captain of the crew. That's very fair. Because both Tori and I have had our turns. Player-wise, I'm going to vote for Rambler, mostly because of after listening to that solo session, I'm ready for shit to really hit the fan <laughs> I think that would be a great position for it. It's, it's gonna be a good time. Yeah, also if he's representing us at the Crimson Court. Yeah. Uh, Tori? Um, as a player, I definitely think Max needs a turn as a cap- uh, as captain. Just gonna say. I mean, oh. as, I, as a I, I had fun. I had fun last time doing it, and I would like another chance to do it a little bit better, but at the same time, mm-hmm. it doesn't seem fair. Tori, Tori, I'm gonna vote yeah. for Adele as first first mate because <laughs> uh, I would definitely. Um, but yeah, I was gonna say like, but myself as first mate, fuck yes. <laughs> yeah, so that means you can interpret the captain's oh, order and yes. uh, hold greater <laughs> sway on the crew than the captain does because you are more close. Jesus Christ, what a weird combo that is. <laughs> Rambler, you know, you know why this is so good. Rambler and Adele haven't. Uh, interacted as much as so it's really i love it i love it so much it's very silly is that what we're feeling as players as i'm playing yeah. i think so yeah um as a okay. character yeah who who does everyone's characters vote for should we just say it out loud or say it in character i already said mine in character so you I'm, I'm casting my lot in with myself i don't think that's much of a surprise i'm gonna vote for sister i'll reiterate mine just because i uh feel like there's been a weird amount of space between what i said and everyone else uh, I'm gonna vote for Rambler. Adele looks at look op- goes through his into his pocket, pulls out a mirror, looks in. Yes, definitely you, big boy. And puts the mirror back. <laughs> oh my god, I love this man. <laughs> uh Ram yeah, Rambler. Rambler. Okay. The crew agrees. Real quick, now that, that that's settled, Rambler, can I have your room? Uh Sure. Since you're going to be moving into the captain's cabin? Yes. And so I can stop having to share a hammock? Uh, I don't have any qualms with it. Uh, Delilah says, what about me? We can drop you off at the nearest port. I don't mind. I can take your hammock. That is... Where would you like to be, Delilah? She sighs and says, I'd like to be back home, but I cast my lot in with you when I cast my lot in with the beast. Um... I'll just make myself at home on the crew, and next port, perhaps you can drop me off. Though, if I understand correctly, you're going to the Crimson Legion next. Not sure how welcome I'll be there, but if you want help forging papers, I am a bit of an expert. Yeah, I can probably help you with that as well. If Delilah isn't going to be sticking around, uh, somebody could have my hammock and I could take that room instead. Your complaint was the two ham- sharing the hammock situation. Dorian wants to snatch it up from out from under Azazel. Dorian wants the oh. room himself. Uh, I see. I prefer Azazel to get the room I was in just because two people instead of one. Yeah, but if we have an extra hammock after Delilah leaves. Uh, hammocks do not equal rooms. Make he it. doesn't like 
being in such a public place all the time. He wants to have, rather than literally hiding in a closet every single time he wants to do shit or have his own privacy time at night. That sounds suspicious. He just wants to read without having to deal with the lighting and also other suspicious activities, but you know. (laughs) That sounds like something a cultist would say, Dorian. Are you a cultist? (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) I Mm. I promise, I'm not a cultist. Okay, okay, so... Uh, the crew's in agreement. The the sister uh, says she's happy to consult on matters of the Crimson Legion, since uh, y'all aren't as familiar with them. And uh, the rest of the crew basically go back to their normal roles, and things are gonna go uh, things are gonna go ahead as usual. Rambler, I assume you you ask the sister to plot a course to the Maelstrom, where the Crimson Fleet lurks. How long does it take to get there? roughly two weeks, a little under two weeks. And that's just about the time frame where... Oh, yeah, guess we're heading to the Maelstrom. There's one last thing that needs to be done before the crew uh, heads out, and that is cleaning out the Beast's cabin. We've already headed out. We're sailing currently. Or, right, but, well, yeah, before we go into sailing montage. Cleaning out the Beast's cabin, there's there's nothing particular of note. He has he has a lot of like weapons paraphernalia and like the stuffed head of some monster, all all kinds of stuff. He had a pretty nice room, but uh, most of his belongings are uh, are either divided among the crew or um, set aside to be to be basically discarded. When going through his room, I think the Rambler, uh, you find something. Well, now, what's this? It is a framed painting. It's not It's not a photograph. They don't really have photographs yet, but uh, it, it's similar. It's, it's a framed painting of the beast, and he has his arms around what looks like a younger version of him. And it says on the back, best of luck in the Navy, Dad. And... On the front, both of the both of the men have like sharp navy uniforms on. The beast has a big old smile, and his coat is like decorated with a. Uh... Um, sorry, no. It it says on the back, "Good luck in the navy, son," and it's dated about twelve years ago. You can tell that the uh, rambler grips it tightly, uh, and he says, "I won't forget, beast." Hi, hello, and welcome back to Tempting Fate. I am your imaginary friend and player of Azazel, Jordan Page. With me here are my friends, Joseph, the dum-dum mister, Tori, the player of Adele, Leanne, the player of Dorian, Max Landy, the player of The Rambler, and Elliot Waters, the player of Slim. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in. If you're enjoying the podcast, please consider leaving a review on your podcast listening service of choice and following us over at Tempting Fate Pod on Twitter. As always, the atmospheric audio for this session is from tabletopaudio.com, as well as Storyblocks. Now, normally this is the part where I would say in two weeks I'll have the next episode up, and that's going to be the plan, but I'm not going to make any promises this time just because I've been having so much trouble with balancing the production of the podcast and everything else that's going on in my life. So hopefully I will have this up in a timely manner, but we will see. If you are a fan of the podcast and are sticking around despite the irregular upload schedule. I really do appreciate it. Thank you. Once again, thank you for tuning in, and I hope you have a wonderful day. (laughs) 
So the crew holds a burial at sea for the Rambler. Or sorry, the beast. <laughs> oh no, I'm not dead. the Rambler. The Rambler's not dead. We already went through our second captain <laughs> so quickly. Jesus, we're going too fast. Get us off this roller coaster. The captain we're all dying. Is a cursed roll. <laughs> they hold a burial at sea for the beast. They kind of wrap up some of his belongings. They obviously don't have his body, but wrap up some of his belongings in sailcloth. Dump it over the side to let the sea take him. They pass around a canteen of rum. Everyone takes a swig and then they pour one out for your boy. I miss my boy. It's a very somber affair. And the crew's in low spirits for the rest of the day. In the mess, uh, as the watches shift and everyone has a, a kind of communal meal, they all pass around stories of the beast. A lot of the crew were, were pretty familiar with them. And many have like deeds of daring adventure on the high seas. But the beast you guys knew... You know, never really did much pirating except for one, capturing one ship. But he was, he was, uh, they say a cunning pirate and uh, a captain of some repute. So, uh, do the characters have specific stuff they want to talk to each other about as you're headed to the Crimson Legion? I would like to talk to Azazel about Lucinia. Just uh, about the way she's been acting recently. Should we all list off the stuff we want to do and then figure out yeah, order? I think, I think that's our that's our best bet. Ah, then I would like to speak with uh, Dorian. Dorian would like to speak with Little Wolf. Also, I'd like to speak with Slim and just get caught up on what I missed. Slim? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I was taking a swig of whiskey. <sighs> well, okay. Anyone else have discussions they want to have? I think Rambler getting caught up first would make sense. Yeah. Slim and Rambler talking. So Rambler and Slim. Slambler. <laughs> As, uh, is that their ship name? Are they official? Uh, there, there is no ship Slim name. Power couple. Uh, Slim will come on into uh, Captain's quarters as you're still cleaning up, I'm assuming. Yep, I'm setting up. Well, that was uh, an interesting week or so. You're telling me. It's got... Guess elected captain. Yeah, democracy is a beautiful thing. But, uh, where were you? What was that uh, letter that had you so raffled? Someone I wasn't expecting to hear from. Eh. Doesn't really matter now, but everything's all signed and sealed. Uh, ended up getting, and he, and he kind of lifts up the, uh, the pistol, ended up getting this out of it. That's a fine piece of work right there. Is indeed. Slim. You don't need to make a roll for this. It looks like something. It looks like something a warden would carry, or someone on the frontier with access to proper gunsmithing. Is it like a fucking revolver? Revolver? It's, it's, yeah, a, it's it, a break action revolver. Break action. <laughs> it looks like it has an advanced loading mechanism where you basically exchange out the entire cylinder. Ah, uh, yeah. Damn, that's fine. That's I what managed I need to, to get that. It was actually a. Uh... Our gift, our promise. Again, not ominous in the least. I'll, I'll catch you up on it later. Uh, <laughs> right now, not really in the uh, best mood to talk about it. Have you uh, gotten caught up with what we're up to for many of the others? Uh, no, n not at all. I, I heard you switched safe houses, but that's about it. Yeah, well, 
we uh we switched safe houses into the jungle, which uh was a bit interesting. We then uh went out on a little expedition because Dorian wanted to go find the tallest tree for magical reasons. It Wait, just got what? a stick. Yeah. Hey, we climbed up, that, got a stick, and came back like down. Starting to get pretty worried about Dorian. Yeah, here's a weird one. Anyway, while we were in the mountains looking around, we uh, ran into something that looked almost exactly like me. And it uh, was... It, like, Rambler raises one eyebrow. Go, go on. Yeah, in fact, here, I, uh, I hand him the canteen of sloshing uh, goop that I got. Uh, I uh, got you some samples. But uh, it was fully bestial and uh, ambushed us out on some rocky crags. How much new you know about, well, these things in general, Slim? Well, about as much as I know about myself. It, can, it could rearrange its body. Uh, it could grow and get rid of limbs at will. And it was fucking horrifying. That's what most of them are like. Most of the ones that I've seen can't really control themselves. You're an exception. And because of that, I think a warden's after you. Um, that warden with the golden gun that uh, we saw the handiwork of in the jungle? He wants you for something, I think. Well, he's gonna have to speed up if he wants to catch me. Because I ain't waiting around for him. Except, I mean, I'm waiting around on the ship because I'm not, I'm not going to go swimming out in there, but you know what I mean. Yeah. I'm just saying, I think you might, uh, think you're something you're not. Or maybe he understands how special what's going on is. So he's either going to give me some good information or leave me as a pile of dust. That sounds about right. <sighs> uh, anything... Happened at the safe house while I was gone that I should know about? Oh, yeah, no, just the kids being dumb. For some reason, Azazel's looking around and Dorian's stuff got high and then started reading his books. Dorian got upset about it. Although this was after Dorian tried to get some goddamn tears from Little Wolf. And, like... Tears. Yeah, like, like he needed children's tears. What? Rambler. Ah. Uh, we. Slim, so would you mind coming with me to talk to Dorian? Not right now, but very soon, because uh, I feel like our, uh, our little friend's definitely a cultist. And the type of power he's invoking, especially, I don't know if you noticed, but he didn't seem to uh, realize that he had transformed into someone else. When we were walking back to the ship. Whatever power he's invoking isn't his. And uh, we should not be tussling with stuff we don't understand. It's time to kick Dorian out. No, please. I'm Off just ship. an innocent Off little boy. <laughs> Off the ship you go. Off ship you go. Goodbye. Fun <laughs> looks too dangerous. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Like, we, we, we just have to, like, go over it next to each other and then just, like, fight with them. Side note, as you leave after talking with Slim, uh, you notice that the 
your pistol, your new revolver, has been steadily heating up during the entire conversation, and now it's it's hot to the touch. Uh, I think afterward, like, while it's hot to the touch, I put it on a table, and I say, So that's how you work, huh? I think Aziza will approach Dorian next. Um, I think it's like the next day into our voyage. Um, I'll approach Dorian, possibly late at night when he's reading. Okay, this would be the end of the third day, I think. So, Azazel, you want to catch Dorian when he's, like, chilling out reading in the evening? Yeah, while he's reading, I'll approach and just be like, Ah, Dorian, do you got a second? He is continuing to read without even looking at you. Oh, that hurts. Dorian, um, I, I know you're kind of upset. But uh, I just wanted to have a quick word. He uh, licks his finger and flips the page. He licks his page and flips the finger. <laughs> you know which finger, too. <laughs> <laughs> the pinky. I just, okay, you, I guess you don't have to say anything. Um, I just wanted to say that I was sorry for going through your stuff. I was trying to... Um, bring you something and then I don't know I got in my head that it'd be okay if I grabbed something from you for in exchange but um um I saw the book and my brother had been talking about whatever it was and it, I my curiosity is peaked but that was no excuse and I just wanted to apologize whatever I walk away yeah, you, you turn and walk away, and as you do, uh, you, you hear sniffling, uh, and then a very loud, like, snort, at, like, uh, as, as you see a grown man is, is trying, to, trying to hold back tears, and you see Cookie, and he's standing over his, his spice rack, and there's just, like, a new stack of, like, full spice bottles in front of it, and he picks one up and he says, I got my nutmeg back. <laughs> <laughs> and he turns back and he looks with with like a with like a very fond teary-eyed look at the corner where where Dorian sits. And then he sees you in the room and he like wipes his eyes and he says, "What are you doing here?" Uh, after that, it's Dorian's been 3 days at sea. Uh, I did I want to talk to Little Wolf too, by the way. Yeah, the next scene can be. Uh, you're, you're not allowed to. Uh, you're too scary. Uh, uh. No, I'm sure it's a small boat. You can catch him unawares. Yeah, I mean, specifically, I would be attempting to do it without Azazel around, which I don't know how successful that is, so. I'd say on, on the fourth day, Azazel is on watch and Dorian isn't, and you can, you can go over to their room and find Little Wolf. Okay. He knocks on the door. Um, I think underneath his breath is something in the freaking room. I don't. Um, but he's waiting patiently for any sort of response inside. Yeah, you hear rustling and clattering noise, and then, who is it? I'd like to talk. Silence. What do you want? To apologize. You hear footsteps. And then the door opens an inch, and you see an eye poking out at you. Wouldn't matter. 
by the way, I'd like to, to note that uh, the expression Dorian had of annoyance when knocking on the door shifted before the door opened to one of proper I'm sorry face. Mm-hmm. Mild, mild concern, yeah. Yeah, he, he says, I... It may not matter, but I still would like to do so if you don't mind us talking. There's a long pause, and Little Wolf squints at you, and then opens the door, and kind of scrambles back and sits on the bed with his knees pulled up. As he enters, he's starting to close the door, looks at him, and says, do you mind if I I close this? If you try anything, I'll fry your brains out. Noted. Um... Well, I just wanted to say that, well, I'm I'm sorry, little wolf, I didn't mean to scare you. Um, I'm sorry if I didn't have any le- tact when asking you of that request. I didn't know the proper approach or the best approach even, and I decided to just go for it. And as you could probably tell, I'm not always the best with communication, so... He's staring blankly at you, and he says... What's his name? Who's? The monster. I don't know. I You mentioned you saw something, and can you tell me what you saw? Because if something is following me, I need to know what it is. Don't play dumb with me, Dorian. I generally don't know what you're talking about. What There's a monster. You're in league with him. He's probably whispering weird stuff in your ear, and he jumped out and scared me, and he's following you around, and now I can't stop seeing him. And he looks over at the mirror in the room. Dorian slowly shifts towards the mirror as well. Dorian is putting on a face of apology and genuine... Like, he is tempting to come across as I absolutely have no idea what you're talking about for this and I am a little bit scared myself in the mirror Dorian you're smirking he he feigns surprise and says that's new is this what you saw little wolf notices and thrusts his hands out and points at the mirror and the mirror which is just like a, a one that hangs on the wall on like a little wire spins around on its own and kind of clatters to the floor. It doesn't break, but it lands face down. Then he turns back and looks at you and says, You know the one. No, I don't. You're putting a lot of words in my mouth. Well, I don't like him. And since you're so buddy-buddy, I don't like you either. He rubs his like hands in his face and looks tired little wolf please can you tell me what you saw eyes and flowers yellow eyes lots of them he's watching he's always watching and i'm not they're they're good people on this crew dorian i don't know if you're one of them i don't know what to say to that I try to be good. Um, And like I said before, I don't know if or what, I guess, since based off what you've seen is attached to me. 
Maybe you can help me figure it out. Listen, Dorian. Sometimes we can't help the friends we make. Sometimes we're pulled into the wrong crowd, and we don't know that they're bad until it's too late. I just... I'm... <sighs> Azazel... Azazel says I'm dealing with a lot right now, and I don't want to have to deal with monsters creeping on me all the time, Dorian. So just take your bowl of tears or whatever and your your twigs and 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 creepy stuff and keep them away from me you're scared of your magic too he glares at you but you can tell you hit a chord and he points and says i'm not afraid to use it but are you afraid what you can do with it oh you want to make an inside check sure why not um, do you need me to do any checks as well, like, if he's trying to read me, or... Uh, I think he thinks that he's seeing through your lies, even if you aren't lying. I'm so bad at insight. <laughs> I just rolled a mat one. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. All right, well... Oh, fuck, I dropped my dice. So he can't read it, but he's he's taking that shot anyways, I... in the dark. Yeah, I think the audience can read Little Wolf's expression. He is afraid to use his magic. He's afraid he might hurt someone. Uh, but he, he, to Dorian, he does seem a little intimidating since you have seen, you haven't really seen, but you've suspected what this kid might be capable of. You know he's got some freaky magic stuff going on. If I recall, Azazel didn't mention that his brother did that to his face too. Yeah. And that's no joke. So Little Wolf says, I don't need your advice. I wasn't going to give advice. I'm just as clueless to these powers as you are. I I don't know where they stem from. I, I'm just learning how to wield them as well. And I mean, unlike you, though, I'm... I don't really have anyone close to help me with it. <laughs> have you told him that? I mean, if there is a him, that requires me to know of their existence. Little Wolf frowns and says, Well, if you're not going to be truthful with me, then I'm not going to be truthful with you. Why do you insist I'm lying? Because I know he's speaking to you. I could tell. What's he saying, then? Little Wolf shrugs and says, Creepy shit? Does it matter? You're clearly in league. He scared me so that I would cry and you would get those tears. His lip kind of quivers when he says this. He's still a bit upset about it. How is he clearly in league when I don't even know what's going on? You saw my reaction to that incident. I, I still don't know exactly what went on. He he looks a little confused at this and then like shakes his head like no and and says you're clearly some weird ass creepy cultist and I don't want you hanging around me or my brother. Do not speak to me or my older brother ever again. <laughs> we will beat you up. He rubs his eyes and says, "Accuse me all you want, but I'm." 
telling the truth and it would be very helpful if somebody could help me figure out what's going on but if if you won't i i'll just go alone i guess little wolf says would you really want my help yeah i mean i think it'd be helpful for somebody who's coming from the same situation way we both have been imbued with some sort of newfound power that is frankly terrifying if you think about it maybe we can provide insight for each other and help us navigate through this strange new journey we seem to find ourselves on little wolf seems skeptical and says and basically says Unless you can find some way to prove that to me, I don't trust you as far as I can throw you. No, I can throw you a ways. With that, he basically orders you out of his room. Jorian sighs and gets up, wandering over. I think he's going to try to find a secluded corner of some sort. Um, When he does that, he is going to take out the mirror and says, told me to put on a face and... Still nobody likes me. Your reflection says, Not everyone will respond well. You see, some can see through a mask. You need to know which mask to use with which people. Keep trying, Dorian. It will come naturally, I'm sure. Perhaps that boy is just a little too paranoid, a little too powerful. No matter, he's only one child. Unless the Rambler approaches him first, Azazel's gonna approach the Rambler late one night, um, having, he's, I think this is like, I, I don't wanna kinda go back in time, but I think that's what we, I think that's what I'm gonna do here. Cause I think this is immediately after he went to apologize to Dorian. He shows up and goes to the Rambler, but like he's he's smoking at the time. God damn okay. it, we need an intervention. Rambler, are you in your captain's cabin? Yeah, I'm in the captain's cabin, so getting it set up. Rambler, when you entered your captain's cabin this evening, before this is this is just before uh Azazel is coming to talk to you, you you found a new book sitting on your desk. One you didn't put there. You you find a cookbook on your desk. The cookbook is Taste of the Sea, the best recipes for a shipfaring crew, easy to cook and delicious, and it is the author is one Ludlow Neppington the 4th. No, I think I got that name wrong. Gustav Ludlow Neppington is the name of the chef, and on the inside cover it has a handwritten note that says since you seemed so interested in the recipes of the ship dash dd. Sweet. I'm going to my grambler just looks at it and says, he, he just looks down at it, licks his lips and says, let me try some of these out later. Ramble's hungry. One day I'm going to work up the courage to eat a whole Leviathan. <laughs> One day I will work up the courage to eat a whole star spawn. Hell yeah. All right, anyway, so Azazel comes in high as a kite. You good there, brother? I'm uh, fine. Um, what, I... Is that a... Uh, is that dragon's breath? 
Dragon's Breath. Yeah. Um, how serendipitous because I can actually do the forgetfulness of thing of being high because I forgot what this conversation was supposed to be. It's actually meaning to uh, come talk to you. Uh, everything go good when you went to grab Lucinia? Y'all almost didn't make it back. And she was like beating a guy up. Wait, she was what? She freaked me out a little bit. She was like actually like hitting a guy. Um, asking where the warden was. She was looking for the warden? Yeah. It was weird. I don't I don't know what she was doing, but she was, she was not acting like herself, or at least the Lucinia she presents here. Interesting. Uh, I'm going to take a seat in the room, wherever it is open. Yeah, no, uh, just the... Uh- Chairs, chairs ready for you. So, like, I kind of, she freaks me out. I'll be honest, I don't, I don't trust her. I don't trust her much either. She, uh, looks like she might have something in common with my past. I don't think she's, uh, got bad intentions, but not entirely sure what all of her intentions are. I think keeping her at arm's length is a good idea for now. Yeah, I've been... <laughs> Way ahead of you there. Um, I've been keeping her at arm's length this whole time. Smart. How's your uh, How's your brother doing? I heard that uh, from Slim that uh, well something something happened. Uh, he doesn't like Dorian. Um, Dorian. Dorian's weird, and he he like approached. My brother with, like, um, a bull. He wanted his tears. God damn it. I don't know what it means, honestly. I do. Uh, I'm going to be having a talk with Dorian soon. Let's see if we can uh, stop this from getting any worse. What do you mean? What what does it mean? It means Dorian's, uh... Well, he's messing with, he's messing with, remember when I told you about uh, the difference between old magic and new magic, the way that people have been trying to gain power ever since the silence? Yeah, sort of. Sounds like Dorian's uh, pretty solidly in the camp of the, uh, not doing it safely, we'll say. Uh, His power seems to be coming from something else. That makes sense, I guess. It, that definitely makes sense with what my brother said. Um, he said when Dorian was doing the weird shit, he saw like this giant yellow flower behind Dorian, and it freaked him out. And I don't know what that means. It's weird, but I guess I, I should pass that along, huh? What exactly was Lucinia doing to threaten the guard? What did, did it look like she was also using magic? She was like putting a gun in the guy's face. Uh, it's kind of a weird gun, but I don't really know much about newer stuff, so I guess wait, I don't wait, know we, for weird sure. Weird in what way? But did it have like funny lights on it? What was, exactly? There's just something weird about the the mechanisms of it. I don't know. I don't know enough about guns to really. Give you a proper answer to that question, I guess. Okay. 
Well, thanks for letting me know at least. Uh, try to keep your brother away from Dorian. And uh, if... I don't think I'm going to have too much of a problem with that. He already tries to stay away from him as it is. Okay, that's good. Uh, other than that, just let me know if Dorian asks for anything else. Okay, that's fine. Uh, oh, Rambler? Yeah? Um. It's on your mind, brother. Do you think, like, do you think we're, like, like, that we could, like, so, like, Slim? Yeah. Um, he's kind of weird. Slim? Um. You know how you've been saying that you don't like it when people are saying you're important? Slim is legitimately very important. How so? He's one of the... You know the thing you fought in the forest? Uh, I've been calling them Starspawn for a long time. They're related to Leviathans. You've, you've heard about Leviathans before, right? Yeah, but I'll be honest, I wasn't really paying attention to that thing much. I was mostly just trying to keep Dorian from getting hurt, because um, it pounced him first. So didn't see, I didn't really get a good look at it. Well, Starspawn, usually they're just mindless creatures. They are very good at replicating other things. But Slim, Slim's an exception. He's not just a crude copy. He's basically a snapshot of someone, right? He's a snapshot of a person. Uh, what? Uh, we can talk about it when you're not. And he kind of just, like, gestures to the, to the dragon wrath. <laughs> or the dragon's breath. Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, that makes, yeah. That, yeah, we can, we'll put it off. Um, Rambler? You think, like, this crew will work out? It's definitely not the worst crew I've been on. You think, like... This one? Brother, this crew's gonna stay together. There's enough people here that wanna make it work. Okay. It's just... The... I... I feel bad for, like... How much I hate... How much I... Can't be around Slim... I, Dorian doesn't talk to me anymore. I don't want to leave because this is probably the best situation I've had in a while since I left home, but. Then don't leave. I don't know if I can stay if I don't get along with anybody here. I'm going to be honest. Uh, right now your brother needs guidance. Uh, if he has, well, it looks like he has old magic, or old magic, pre-silence magic, something that doesn't need a cost. And he needs help figuring out how to use it. From what I understand, you've been trying to help there, but... Back before the silence, I used to, uh... I used to play my hand and... It would, I used to play around with it a bit. It used to be my job. I can help you and him learn to control it. And maybe that'll give you a better reason to stick around with the crew. Yeah. That's that's a good point. Unless Rambler says anything else, I think there's like a long, like, almost five minute pause in which uh, Azazel's like, looking out the window. <laughs> yep, um, cool. And then after that, like, long, long pause, 
uh, Azazel, like, without looking away from the window, says to um, Rambler, Why do you think they call it the Sky Ocean? Uh, I've actually looked into this a little bit. Uh, apparently the name comes from a really long time ago. They say it looks like what... But, like... Well, kind of gesture up to the clouds above. Looks like that, but down here. Right, but... But why don't they just call it the ocean? There's nothing else that's like it, so, like, what 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 is an ocean? Well, legend has it in a... There's somewhere... I, I think it's really far to the south. There's a place where there's something like this, but it's all water. But if it, that's the exception, why is it called the Sky Ocean and not the Water Ocean? I think that that used to be the rule, but where we are, that's the exception. That doesn't, that doesn't make any sense if the world's been like this forever. Y yep. I'm assuming Rambler returns to work at this point. Yep. And I think like half an hour later. I, I, I return to work. Okay, I think like half an hour later, I I turn to him and I'll, I'll go, by the way, if we're going to be here a while, if this is like our stopping point for a while, now that we're wanted, I don't think we can really step anywhere else. Um, You can you can stop calling me um, Azazel if you want. Well, you want me to call you instead? Um, My 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 real name uh, is uh, Sam. Sam. I've known a few Sams in my time. Definitely the most trustworthy. You should be, uh... You should be careful with letting people know your real name. Uh, nowadays, especially with new magic. Now with new magic, names are a powerful thing. At least, uh... Keep it away from Dorian. Okay. I'll just... Won't tell anyone else, I guess. I'm gonna go. Alright, have a... Have a nice lie down. So, who's going to speak with Dorian? Just the Rambler or Slim and the Rambler? Slim and the Rambler. Uh-oh, I feel like I'm going to be, like, yelled at by my parents. <laughs> yeah, uh, Slim, I, I think we both have our guns at the ready. Just in case. Two people who look suspiciously like wardens just show up. Where? No, I want to know what location, because Dorian wanders around the ship, but he has a couple of places he likes to hang out the most. I want to know where you think... Uh, going to the hammock first, then the mess hall. Man, I wish we had an aircon system. Isn't so we the could mess be like, hall and the hammock area the Dorian same? to the principal's office. Dorian to the principal's office. Dorian to the principal's office. I feel like I'm gonna get detention. <laughs> you're gonna. You have detention. <laughs> You've so, been expelled, and then you're thrown off the ship. Oh no. So, Dorian, do they catch you at your hammock or in the mess hall? Isn't that the same place? I, I they they, they are the basically the same as... room, actually. Okay, because I got... He could be chilling in this hammock, like, rocking back and forth if he can, um, as he's, like, reading uh, one of his <laughs> new books. <laughs> he, he's just rocking back and forth gently, and then we see, like, the two, like, shadowy silhouettes of the Rambler and Slim, like, rise up uh, behind da, him. Da, 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 dun. Looming. <laughs> just the ominous JoJo characters. Who speaks first? So, uh, I heard you've been collecting some, uh, child's tears and the branch from the highest tree in the jungle. 
I think he starts because I don't think he noticed them before then. I, there's been a heavy footfall, like, boots all the way up to you, like, with the fucking spurs, even though we don't have any horses. Have you ever read a really good book before? <laughs> yes. I Dor- get to the Dorian's point where I zone out everything, and I think uh, Dorian I can, al- I can almost hear the footfalls in this book. <laughs> His passive perception isn't the greatest, either. <laughs> it's negative three. So Dorian jumps. Um, he quickly bookmarks where he's at and looks up and... Just checking. But he do- does he dog ear it, or does he actually have a bookmark? I think he would probably have a bookmark, if not just a piece of paper, because he's not some animal. Good. Am I in trouble? Yes. Yes, you are, brother. I'm just to his backup. I'm just kind of, like, standing behind Rambler. Arms crossed. Let me let me guess. Uh, you're gonna tell me what you told me before. You don't know who's casting your magic, why things are happening, uh, but you're just going out and doing things like collecting child tears or going to the highest tree in the forest just because it's fun. So I might have left out a small detail. A small detail that you have a patron. He puts on a face of cohesion. No, that I've been receiving dreams. I don't care if you're lying to me at this point. You're either the dreams, or if you're being directly told, they're all coming from the same place. And that place isn't good. I'm going to ask for those tears in that branch. I mean, he gestures towards the empty bowl. What do you use it for? In what way are... Please tell me what you were doing on the great sky ocean. What ritual would be beneficial to you on this boat? I don't quite know. You don't quite know. So what'd the dream tell you to do then? I've just an impression of service. An impression of service? Ooh. And that service entailed... Getting child's tears, getting that branch, and then doing what with it? Does it have to be while I'm laying down yes. like this? Yes, it does. <laughs> once, once I see the empty bowl, I'm casting detect magic. Yeah. So, like my, I, I kind of, I kind of like it. Okay. No? Okay. Detect magic. What would that? Yeah. Uh, Dorian definitely lights up with a few glows. I actually think. Have you cast Detect Magic on Dorian I, I have cast Detect Magic on Dorian in the past. I believe the flower glowed, but I'm not entirely sure. Uh, I didn't write down what exactly was going last time. He has a flower on his shirt, um, like pin. It's on his cloak that never wilts. Uh, that is glowing um, with an unfamiliar aura. Uh, so is the book. Uh, the book that he has like buckled on his belt that he always carries with him also glows. With an unfamiliar aura. Uh, the aura is yellow, but it is no familiar... It is no uh, school of magic that you remember. Uh, he also has a ring that is uh, conjuration, I think? Um, uh, I, no, I believe it. I have a card for that. Let me flip it over. Nope, it is yeah. transmutation. And I think it's just he's got something in his pocket that is uh, uh, the other one. 
which one what school is that again leanne so oh wait shoot i have one more thing i would like to double check with you okay oh and he also you you do spot something new and that is a um oh shit but anyways uh the other ones you got uh which you've seen with our no i don't think you saw him use armor of agathus in person but there's one for uh abjuration and then the newest one let me quick look up i have a screenshot uh or I have uh, it's the, conjuration um, for what oh for the oh yeah okay. for the newest one got it but also i totally forgot all of these are very faint because dorian himself is glowing his whole body and it's bright enough to kind of occlude the other auras uh what is his yellow in in an un is he himself in an unfamiliar yellow of light yep it seems to be emanating from his chest so what was the question you asked uh dorian again what was this ritual for? Um, I, I can demonstrate. I haven't had the chance to use it myself. I don't entirely know what it's, it's for. Uh, also, this is, I haven't seen very often people who are fully, like, who have magic just all the way throughout them like Dorian does, right? Rambler, you... When it comes to new magic, uh, it's not on people. It doesn't emanate from living beings. It only emanates from, uh, well, unless the living being has a curse or a spell put on them. It usually emanates from objects. New magic ties to objects or it's one and done. There are a lot of new magic spells that just happen. So seeing Dorian himself glowing, pretty out of the ordinary. A little weird. It could be coming from something on or inside his body right now right now the theory is he's somehow magical in nature and he's being used by a powerful patron uh that is a theory actually wait uh this is a weird question what kind of clothing is dorian wearing right now he is wearing what he normally wears which is that loose blouse uh white blouse that it's kind of like the v-neck and the 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 striped pants and the black cloak is kind of being used a bit as a blanket at the moment. Also, answer your question, Joe. If you feel like that's what he would see, go for it. Okay, I, I do think I feel like that's what he would see. Uh, so I was describing Dorian's body, just like whole body glowing. That's a bit vague. You can actually see the glow is coming from a clearly outlined uh, tattoo on Dorian's body. You've seen the tattoo before. Where have I seen this tattoo before? Just whenever Dorian's shirtless. It's this, like, huge tattoo of, like, vines and flowers along his chest and arm. You've... Huh. Rambler just kind of, like, gestures to all of Dorian and says, That tattoo you've got. Get that in a dream, too? No, for a small mom and pop shop. Oh, mom and pop shop, huh? What was the, uh, inspiration? I had a lot of flowers in my backyard and just chose one. Pretty interesting flower to be growing in the backyard. Can you do a nature so, roll, by the yeah, way? What, I would love to yeah, see Yeah, what type of flower this. is it, Dorian? Nature survival? Probably just nature. Um, uh, I only got a six. A six? Shit. Okay. Uh, I don't Can know I if assist, it's enough. Since I'm standing right behind him. Yeah, if you, if you want to make a nature check. Can you save me, Slim? Uh, righty. Yep. <laughs> That's a 12, and I closed out uh, my thing, but I'm pretty sure I have plus zero to nature. It is wisdom. No, oh, wisdom. It is intelli- yeah, it's intelligence. Yeah, intelligence. It's yeah. intelligence. 
My intelligence is 11, so yeah. So how much total? Uh, 12. Unless uh, I double check and it's like, I, oh my gosh. I'm that's good. enough, it's pretty common, right, Leanne? Like on landfall? It depends on how good, I mean, like, are are you talking about, like, for the bonus information that I have on hand, or just the identification of the uh, Just the identification of the flower, I think. I think it would be, it'd be knowledgeable enough. Uh, tell him, Lean. It is, I mean, I've mention it to Azazel, but it's the Columbine flower. Hmm. So, so does something like pipe up and say something? Yeah. Well, man, yeah, I do believe that that is the Columbine flower, if I'm not mistaken. You wouldn't be, and it is. Hmm. Native delay. By the way, guessing... just to re- reiterate, it's a different flower from the one that is on his cloak. Okay. The one on his cloak is yellow, right? Yep, it is. And the Columbine is not. Nope, the columbine flower, the one on his tattoo is monochromatic, but the columbine flower most commonly is white flower petals for the main set with the secondary set of flower petals that are dark purple. But there's yellow at the tips of the bottom of the flower. Everything's festive with the color yellow. (laughs) All right, I'm asking too many questions. I'll let you answer the first one. I said that I could show you. I haven't, I don't entirely know what this spell does, and I haven't had the chance to use it myself. Then go ahead and use it. That requires me to stand up. Uh, Reveler just takes a step back. Dorian, as gracefully and with as much dignity as he can, swings out of the hammock and puts on the cloak, and from his pack he takes out a piece of string and a thing of wood that has been carved into. He takes out the two items and um, ties, and I think when he's tying it, you notice that he actually has a small bandage on his hand wrapped around. Um, He... Did it. Let me guess, blood was the third. Greetings usually come in threes. He uh, just keeps on, doesn't answer, and just keeps on tying the uh, string to the wood, and raises it up, and the wood dangles in the air by the thread of silk and lights motionless. Then it moves gently, as if almost like an invisible force sets it into motion, and uh, Dorian, I think, mumbles something underneath his breath, and Joe, do you have remember the description you gave for- I am looking it up, because I have- I have it written down in my oh, magic card folder. Down. So it's up to you. I could post in Discord real quick if you want. Otherwise, it might. Could be you post for in you. Discord? Because I have I have an idea for like what it looks like to have the spell cast. Perfect. But okay. I'm forgetting what the thing looks like. Going into the right chat. I'm sorry, guys. This is a lot. <laughs> want to get <laughs> this right? Okay. So there's like a rushing of wind. You all feel something coalesce into a a nearby presence, and three eyes appear in the air in a... How do I I explain the pattern? Like, one is vertical, and the other two are horizontal, and swirling around them are a cluster of scarves, yellow scarves, that seem to move in the wind, in an unseen wind as if by animated by some force and three 
yellow scarves kind of curl outward from the center with the three eyes, forming a kind of familiar shape. And then you hear a low voice say, What is your bidding, my master? And then the eyes fade away and the scarves fade into invisibility. But you can still feel the slight rustling of wind and hear the very slight movement of fabric nearby. Dorian says aloud, put away my book back in its trunk. Uh, Swiftly, the book levitates into the air, closes, and is placed gently in the trunk, which is then closed and locked. Ravelu just like has his eyes narrowed the whole time. Uh, from from Joe Gimp point, from what I understand, most of the time, like these types of rituals are one-time use. So the main thing with Dorian is the fact that he can use them over and over again, right? Dorian's using rituals to create magic items. So the string and wood are what lets him. Yeah, yeah. I I I understand that. I'm asking how common is this for new magic? Yeah, it's rare. This is what the most powerful new magic spells can do. Well, okay, that's subjective. New magic comes in kind of two flavors. One is big risk, big reward. One is low risk, low reward. Dorian's is a blend of the two, where he gets many uses on a magic item for smaller cost, which means he's doing advanced stuff. Other new magic rituals might be like sacrificing a cow and eating its heart within a salt circle to summon a rainstorm that will last for three days and three nights like that's some big new magic stuff you can do dorian's is much less flashy but still just as powerful due to the fact that it is imbuing an item so it can be used again and again the symbol on the piece of wood that's carved into it is the same symbol that was within that yellow book that uh zazel was carrying does, does Slim make this known? Yeah. Oh, also, that same symbol, which is kind of a trigram, it has like three spirals coming off of it, is the same shape that the spectral, that the weird figure with three eyes, the weird thing with three eyes made with its scarves when it first appeared. Alright, uh, so what, what does Slim say? Like Jinky's Rambler, there's a clue. What, what is, how does Slim actually say it? Well, I do believe that that Looks a bit familiar. Isn't that the same uh, same symbol as in your book? I say Rambler, pointing Rambler, to the symbol. Sorry, I'm like Rambler copying Rambler a pasting this. Head. Rambler tilts his head to Dorian. Seems pretty in-depth for just a dream. Will that book fall out of the I, dream, too? No, I found it within a shop. Uh, another shop? I, I get vague recollections and impressions from dreams and... It gives me kind of an idea of how and what will happen when I use a particular spell, mostly just like, for instance, with Armor of Agathis, uh, I got an idea of the process and the impression of safety, and it prevents myself from getting hit without the other inflictor taking damage. Um, And who's this Agathis? I don't know. It was just the name that came to me. Um, and it's I'm not pretty sure this one's called Unseen Servant. And it doesn't distress you at all that and he gestures to it. The things you need to make it are so specific. No, I well, I've heard this I'm n- I'm not naive. I've heard the stories about cultists and how they know their magic, but this is this is much simpler than that. This doesn't require much cost 
Um, well, it seems like the things you're doing are pretty simple with it. Except they're not, because you can do it more than once. Is that uncommon, or...? In a way, Dorian, having stuff like this on the ship is flat-out dangerous. And having whatever it is that's given you these dreams connected to the power we've been getting, or it's connected to the dodecahedrons? And, and Rambler just shakes his head and says, I don't want whatever's infecting your head to have access to that. There's been too many people, too many people, that have lost themselves to power like you're wielding right now. And I know what I'm saying ain't gonna change your mind. But I'm telling you, I don't want to hear about you messing with Azazel or his brother at all. Why would I? Because you got his tears. And Azazel's brother has a different type of magic, one that's less dangerous. I only went to Little Wolf because he was a child. That's it. I just wanted to ask for an ingredient and figured since he was already familiar with the fact that I knew magic, you'd be comfortable with that. And that was my mistake for approaching the way I did. It isn't the rationale behind it, Dorian. It's what it is. The fact that you're doing this type of magic, this shouldn't be happening. Why am I getting the lecture here? I'm not the only one who knows magic. You know magic. It's the types of magic. It's how it's conducted. I've been around the block for a long time. I've seen what happens. Especially when you give yourself up to a higher power that's given you dreams that you don't know much about, all you know what's given you power. And you want to know what happens? It uses... It uses you. Until it gets what it wants. And then well, it discards you. Because I don't want power. Then why okay, did you make that? Then why did you make that? This the he he dangles the um Yep, I, I point I point to it. Because I'm trying to figure myself out and what is happening. And figuring yourself out is through following whatever it tells you to do in your dreams? What else do you suggest? Okay. Severing the connection. No. I I'd rather see exactly what is happening. Um I don't even know how the connection formed. If there even is a connection, apparently Little Wolf is convinced there is, but he won't even tell me exactly what Wait, he saw. When did you talk to Little Wolf? A couple days ago to apologize. Maybe even try to put the puzzle pieces together. Uh, are, are you trying to deceive me right now? No, or this is, is actual. Okay, cool, uh, cool. It's a blend of both. It's actually a blend a of blend both of because. Both. <laughs> Because I, I he's feel, just I, from, from what I understand, Dorian has the puzzle pieces. <laughs> yeah, a little mm. bit. <laughs> so, are you are you are you deceiving? I'm technically deceiving, so I'm cool. assuming you need me uh, to do a deception check. I, I, I would I would like to make an insight check. Uh, is Slim helping me through being intimidating and possibly making Dorian slip up? Aha! Uh -huh, I mean, yes. He technically did a little. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I'm trying to argue for advantage on my roll. Okay. I I think I can give it to you. You you and Slim are ganging oh, up on this poor lad. I got a twenty. Let's hope that your crazy deception score doesn't win the day. You did because I rolled a seventeen. Yes. 
gets it to 17. I have a plus five deception. Thank, thank you, Slim. I, I would wow. have rolled a nine without the advantage. You're so welcome. What'd you roll? Yeah, I, I got a 20 with my bonus. Cool. I don't want to hear lies, Dorian. From what I... I can see the face you're making. You have the pieces. I'm giving you the ultimatum. I don't want to hear about any more special materials they're collecting. Otherwise, I might... Otherwise, there'll be a reckoning. Uh, and then, uh, then we're gonna head on out. That's... I, well, I think, I think as, as, uh, as you say that, I, I'm, like, nearby and I've been listening the whole time. That's... That's kind of fucked. Uh, Rambler. Aren't you being a little harsh? When you've seen what I've seen. When you've seen the things. Dorian's part of our... Our team... Now... Part of being on a team is making sure everyone's in check. Do you know how many crews I've been on that have fallen apart? Because someone couldn't sever the goddamn connection. Look, brother, I'm not gonna see anyone else die. Because some sort of otherworldly power decides it's done playing games. (laughs) I don't care if it sounds harsh. I don't care if this hurts my standing as captain. I'm not gonna sit by and let this happen again. Especially on a crew that seems to be going so well. I walk up and I look over at Dorian for a moment. Don't you think it's like... I, well, how many crews have you been on that fell apart? I'm like hesitant now, hesitating. That's a story for another town. Mm. Don't you think you're... It's just... I don't know. It's, it seems weird to be so final about this... About Could you help him figure it out? And maybe like this could be a good thing for the world, for like for us. Who says that whatever this power is? When it's clear he's not talking straight to me, I'm only going to put in as much as he's given. What if given it's the me. maker? Like you pray to the maker, don't you? <laughs> that the maker? I don't know. No, the maker and I have a different kind of connection. It's it's just clerics. Disappeared a long time ago. And Paladins too. My grandfather was one of those. What if this is that situation? Clerics had special... Clerics and Paladins. special connections with their deities. What if this is a deity returning? Azazel, you're talking to someone that was there pre-Salons. Cleric of the Latitier. And equating that... And he points at the stick that uh, Dorian made. To the things that... Type of things that we did. That's sacrilege right there. Well. All right, Slim. Let's get on out of here. Clerics might be different now. With everything that's changed, it might be different the way things work. Rambler's already, like, Rambler's walking away. Hey, Rambler, make a perception check. Are you casting something on me? It's also going to say something as you're leaving, too, by the way. I think you hear uh, Dorian, basically. I, I have rolled a two- a six? Okay, I rolled a five, so I got an eight. He wipes one of his eyes and says, fine, you're not going to hear about any of the stuff I do. Slim, you turn you turn to walk away and then notice too late the absence of a familiar warmth from a weapon tucked in your belt. Your revolver is floating in midair. Wait, Slim's revolver is? Uh, no, sorry, sorry. The Rambler's. My revolver is floating mid. Air. Uh, that, and you, how you exactly watch, does that work? 
you watch as the brake action is activated and it opens up as if someone is examining the cylinder. And at this point, you all notice the, the crew members in here. So the Rambler, Slim, Dorian, and Azazel. No other crew is here. The deck is empty. It's almost never empty at this time. But no one is here. And you all hear a disembodied voice say, Hmm, cursed are we, Captain? You are one to talk. Rambler, Rambler narrows his eyes. You see the three-eyed scarf thing ripple into view as it deftly clicks back the gun into place and presents it back to you. I... I'm, I'm just going to take it and shoot it. You're going to shoot the, the three-eyed yeah, thing? Yeah, I'm, I'm, shoot, I'm shooting the three-eyed thing. Okay, you take the gun and you hear, <laughs> I have an offer to make. I duck. I ju- as soon as the gun goes off, I jump and dive behind something solid. Sorry, what was that? I couldn't hear you over the sound of bullshit. The 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 three-eyed scarf thing disappears. Of course, you you shoot you shoot through it, and it it like flays off like little scarf pieces fly in the air, and then like disappear, fade away. Yeah, I imagine like the the piece of the scarf kind of crumple to the ground and then disappear. Dorian's eyes are completely wide and looks absolutely shocked. Looks like your dreams are. What, you make it so this thing can talk also? Or is that the voice of your dreams? Come on, Slim, let's get out of here. You heard a quiet echoing laugh as the fragments of Scarf disappeared. Our camera opens on the face of one Miss Anne. It's a little dirty. It has like a soot soot smudge on it. She's holding her rifle kind of to the side, and it looks like she's like pulling up a piece of luggage up a gangplank and kind of struggling with it. And you hear someone like laughing and like they're just finishing the end of some like kind of jeering or underhanded remark behind her. And she stops and sighs. And then the camera zooms out as quick as a flash. She whips around and using the butt of her rifle just smacks this sailor across the face. And there's like a scream, a whack. Blood splatters across the deck. The sailor stumbles back and falls backward into some of his companions who like grab him. And he looks like completely dazed and then falls unconscious. Miss Anne huffs, blows some hair out of her face and says, that is no way to talk to a lady and then goes back to pulling her luggage back up the gangplank, and the captain kind of pushes in and says, Clear out! Clear out! You heard the woman! No one lays a hand on her unless they want a black eye! (laughs) Uh, And chuckles as she pulls her uh, luggage into a back room and opens the door to a cabin and tosses her luggage in there. Next up, the gangplank is a warden, tall and thin, with a long face, This is Warden Holt, and on his back we see a lever-action rifle, and at his belt an executioner's sword. And he hikes up, and uh, the captain says, Who's that passenger, Warden? Why'd you bring her on board? And the Warden chuckles and says, That? That's my bodyguard. This gets, like, kind of a laugh from the crew, and the Warden says, I'm serious. She's a force to be reckoned with. Uh, I think she has some... Something she needs to take care of on the frontier. I decided I could do her a favor and, hey, 
She's worse than a fight. The captain kind of looks at the rest of his crew and says, well, then we'll be fine if we run into pirates, right, men? And they all kind of get sober for a second. And the captain says, so what's your business up there, warden? And the warden says, well, that's official on order of the commission. Afraid I can't share the details. And they kind of shrug and say, all right, so be it. And they go back to their work and the warden leaves to head into the cabins. Then a priest uh, pulling his luggage climbs on board. And as he's walking, one of the sailors calls him over and asks him to give him a blessing for the voyage to come. And the priest says, of course, my child. And he starts reciting a blessing that begins with, by the grace of the stars and the holy one, blessed be he, who ruler of the universe. And then it slowly gets a little stranger and stranger until finally he says, and in the endless black, we will find power beyond imagination. And the sailor says, uh, priest, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's not how the blessing goes. And the priest stops himself and blinks and says, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Yes, um, may, may the maker bless you. And then leaves in a hurry. Back in her room, we see Miss Anne setting down her luggage and sitting heavily on the little cot with a sigh. And she looks out the window and says, one month and some change. I'm coming. I'll be there soon. DM be sliding into those DMs. Does the book just a really bomb ass dojinshi?